To you it was 30 seconds. But I have seen war. I have seen its face. And the only escape is limitless freedom. The freedom to be cruel. And to obtain one of these Maxwells and use it, how is that freedom to you? The Maxwells are all-powerful. They bend physics, the very building blocks of the universe, to their whim. Whoever controls them controls war. I will win all war on this plane and the next. Do you remember the day when we first met? It never leaves my thoughts. Olivia's going to pull out her gun and shoot Cassis in the head. Dexterity contest. <sighs> I have a negative one to this. Mm-hmm. Why can't it be a charisma check? I botched. <laughs> I rolled an 18. <laughs> Unfortunately, Cassius as a reaction can teleport and dnd rule under dnd's rules you cannot shoot him in the head but i gave you this dexterity contest because i think it's really interesting if he wasn't expecting it and you really use your relationship to your advantage so before he can fully react you pull out his gun and you shoot we just like point blank at his face and there is a spray of gore and he teleports behind you and you can feel his blood oozing down onto you and you you shot him, but you can also feel his claws at your throat. And he says, Finally, Olivia, you are free. And you feel something drop down onto your shoulder. And it is his crushed eyeball. Is there still a strength in his grip right now? On pure adrenaline, yeah. <laughs> To be sure, uh huh. Olivia is going to take the gun, uh huh. Point it at her chest, and fire through to hopefully catch both of them in the heart. Dexterity contest part two: electric boogaloo. <laughs> I botched it. This is impossible. Well, you still rolled higher than me. <laughs> I got a six. You got a two. I botched, though. Here's what happens. <laughs> Dr. Adler turns the gun on herself to try to murder-suicide Cassius, and he teleports again. But this time, holding Dr. Adler, and not to another place in this interrogation room, to somewhere else entirely, and you hit the ground with a startling uh, ferocity. The gun goes off, and you... you Dr. Adler and Cassius are shot and bleeding on the ground, but it's not the heart shot you were looking for. Um, and both of you roll sprawling onto the ground, and you are immediately uh, cognizant of the sound of marching and screaming and battle, the clash of steel. Do I know where this is? Religion. 17. Cassius has teleported you both. To Acteron, outer plane of lawful evil, the infernal battlefield, the afterlife of soldiers, where war is waged eternally, and where he went when he died 
in that crash before you brought him back. Last time on Dice Funk. I am going to shoot Objectivus into Kajita's brain. Oh. <laughs> I want to get a sun sun with my sun gun! In the colony, uh, when a tadpole undergoes seromorphosis, the psychic labor is divided throughout the hive mind. We're all one. What if everybody holds hands and we all connect? <laughs> Because Olivia's not going into the hive mind, she won't see that we did press the button on that box that we all deny that we, <laughs> we, that we pressed. I mean, it's maybe more important that she'll never know that Drag still <laughs> killed that one uh, bionoid. Uh, hey, 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 oh, spo- yeah. spoilers for the things I'm about to drop on people. You're gonna regret that when I'm in space and you never get to see me. That's a last thing to say to him before you leave. Yeah, I think Sasha regrets that. Say hello to the Maxwells. What do you think about them? I hate them. Kajita watches the destruction of Rygaria. It, it is dead and lifeless before he scours it clean. All that's left of them is the 13 primary bodies on Pell 3 here. <gasps> sharing sharing the sun with, with dragons. The, the sun dragons. Yeah, they live here. This is the natural habitat of the moth folk, the sun. <gasps> Are they like astral projecting? They're ethereal. Oh. Yeah, we, we got a big sun sun child. He 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 gave us lots of information, but he's not gonna be able to do the spells for a bit. There's another dragon that could probably help us do the spells, but he's still a bit of a space racist. So you know how we all just became one in the hive mind? I think I might be the conduit of brotherhood now. Ah, my boys! That is not good. We may need to destroy our ship. <laughs> <laughs> anything if anything can be a recipe anything can be an ingredient i'm sure babish can make anything delicious yeah just like mothman we'll, we'll cook him up a no! treat. <laughs> we're not gonna cook mothman <laughs> we're not gonna vor mothman okay so last we left this adventure uh the team had discovered a way to survive on the surface of the sun by becoming ethereal you even know the way to do that which is to ask volhard the moon dragon he's a very uh, powerful magic user he can do that no sweat but there is a complication which is to to obtain this information the party had to become a hive mind with Subjectivus, the Illithid, which meant he no longer isolated himself, and after his uh, character development and growth as a person, he is now the conduit of brotherhood, which means he can no longer protect you from the people who are hunting you. Double-edged sword, on one hand, uh, you are now being hunted. On the other hand, you get some bonuses for being part of a hive mind with a powerful Eulithid. Also, I have a dragon baby. You do. He's taking a nap now. Uh, Objectivus is currently undergoing seromorphosis. He's, he's going from sun dragon to snallygaster, which is a giant dragon with mm-hmm. tentacles on his face. Uh, but he's very tired. His body's, he's going, his body's changing. You know, it's just the kind of a time in, in Illithid's life. His voice is going to change. Uh, you know. Is it? No, I love his voice. 
No, he's he'll his it'll be the same voice because he speaks in in your mind anyway. So yeah. Also, I just want to point out that both of my children are incredibly powerful. <laughs> They're so powerful. Eulithrid and a Snallygaster, two of the deadliest creatures in the galaxy. Uh, but for becoming part of uh, Subjectivist's hive mind and being uh, a brother to the conduit of brotherhood, you all get some bonuses. I wrote them in the chat. Hopefully, you updated your sheet. But for the audience, uh, everyone gets proficiency with intelligent saving throws, which are the things that you will need to roll. If you get attacked by illithids, they'll try to explode your mind, but now you are part of a, an illithid hive mind and you have natural defenses against that. Another thing is you get a proficiency in an intelligent skill, which means because you've accessed all these memories, uh, you've, you've basically become an expert on one subject uh, you get to pick. And finally, you get access to the spell Confusion, which is kind of the player character's version of the mind blast that illithids do. So essentially, because you're part of this psychic hive mind, you can you, you can uh, attack someone psychically, overwhelm their mind with magic and um, with with the might of your brotherhood. Uh, if you have the spell slots to cast it, I think it's a third level spell. So not all of you have that ability yet, but that's a thing you have access to. Nice. I want to know what y'all took for your uh, proficiency. So I. I, as of recording, I'm still trying to decide between two. I was stuck between history and nature, and I'm going to make a decision live on air. I went with history. Okay, I'll go nature. I already had history, so I went investigation. I went investigation because I had all the other intelligence skills. Yeah, basically. Oh, God, Big Star's such a nerd. Uh, <laughs> also, I'll never be able to cast confusion. Oh, <laughs> somebody will. all right so at the end of the last episode chronologically we ended that session with big star saying oh no we have to blow up our ship because that's how they're going to track you uh to which half thor grunderson immediately interjects i don't know about that big star um they're gonna know where the signal came from and immediately land here on the planet uh where objectivist is indisposed you can't even stand let alone fly. So even if we pull out all the wires and blow up the Snallygaster, uh, they're going to come right here. So here's the plan. I am the pilot. I'm taking, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Responsibility. That's the thing I have done before. Uh, mech team, get in the mechs. Go talk to Volhard. Non-mech team, stay here and help objectivists in the hive mind. I, as the pilot, will get in the Snallygaster and fly it wildly all around the planet to throw off our pursuers. Dope. Glad we kept you around. <laughs> I didn't realize it was up for debate. All right, I thought I was a part of the team. It's fine. No, we love you very much. You're like our you're like our weird uncle. Out, out, out of character, I'm just remembering that bit where I was like, we don't need a second pilot. What do we need that? And now I'm just very, very thankful. Thank you, Austin. <laughs> uh, yep, so Half Thor Grunderson, the other gif in the party, jumps in the Snallygaster and goes to fly it to just do donuts around the planet so that the people hunting you don't show up and kill Objectivist before he can stand. Cool. Wow, donuts in the parking lot of the planet is extremely cool. <laughs> uh, so, question for the party. If we're going back to the Moon Dragon, um, I'm on like good speaking terms with the Moon Dragon. That's That's fine. Do do we up and just tell him that the sun dragon... Like, how much do we tell him right now? Because if he doesn't think the sun dragon is a threat right now, he might just go off and start going and doing his genocide plan. Yeah. The more info he has, he'll turn and kill Objectivist while he's still morphosizing, and then go on to wipe out most of the galaxy of any soul remnants. 
it would be very hard to pull one over on him unless he's still drunk. Is he still drunk? How long has it been? <laughs> Good question. It's been a little bit. Let's just see. Um, let me set the scene. So the, the teams in the mech, you guys are going to go back to the North Pole. Uh, it takes a little bit. Your your ships, your, your mechs are fast, but they're not as fast as the Snallygaster, which goes cruising off in the other direction. Uh, the four of you uh, c come over like a ridge of mountains to see the Black Frost Palace. And there are dragons outside assembled, about two dozen uh, all of all different colors, different metal ones, and in front of them is Volhard, the moon dragon, who is a long uh, Central American serpent-style dragon, uh, two feathered wings, uh, all of his scales a kind of shiny white, like reflected moonlight, um, and you see that they're, they're all masked for something, almost as if they're waiting for you. No. So, <laughs> I don't like it. So, at... at Mm, we're gonna start a conversation in a second, but out of character, what one card that has just come into my head that we could maybe play is the we just solo took down the sun dragon. That thing that you didn't think you could do. Do you really want to start a fight with us? If it the worst comes to worst, that is a card I guess we could play. <laughs> I don't have any more tadpoles to shoot into people's brains. They don't need to know that. <laughs> <laughs> so for now, uh, Captain Melbit's gonna land down and just and just say hello, everyone. Uh, how are things? What's up? <laughs> how how, up? You, how do? you doing? How's it hanging? Mm, hello, Captain. It's me, Volhard, newly sobered up from our previous adventures. Uh, of course, all of us here are aware of the goings-on uh, pursuant to the fact the planet's being swarmed by the Soul military as we speak. Um, in addition to powerful magics, of course, we do have internet access. Yeah, and? Yeah. Um, I do so, love the internet. The internet's the, great. The it's covered in memes. No, Lauren, that's so funny. You got stepped on. <laughs> What's the Wi-Fi password? Um, the Wi-Fi password is, what have you done? Um, uh, with regards to what? Uh, Volhard turns towards you specifically, Captain. You're the one that he respects. Yeah, so, very quickly, can you give us a quick recap, because it's been a couple of weeks, on exactly what it is the Moon Dragon wants? Uh, the Moon Dragon does not want Soul or the Illithids in Markov, because they are exploiters, they're, they're uh, colonialists. Uh, Soul specifically wants graphene, and Illithid wants, the Illithids want food... Hmm. which is people and slaves which is peoples and, and and right now they like invicta because invicta are trying to get the illithids out no, no. invicta is just another arm of the soul's occupation okay and it's invicta that are heading here now i just want to know which specific thing that we've done is he referring to because we've done a lot of things as a group. Wait, it's it's Invicta coming here, or it's the sole government coming here? Because we're running from a lot of people right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, ask him Ask him in character. Uh, this isn't a secret. Uh, can, can you be specific about who it is that's heading here? That's a good question. We are only reading the reports as they come in. It's all breaking news. It could be anyone, but given the response time, I suppose it's more likely Invicta than the proper sole military. Well... How's about this? I'll give you this right now. Invicta, are prob it's probably Invicta heading here. And we have created a situation where no one's going to stop you if you want to take on Invicta right now. 
I would love to clobber Invicta personally, as would many of my loyal subjects, but we are 25 individuals against the might of an entire solar system. Did you come here to lend your swords to our cause? Uh, we came to ask something of you. <laughs> we now, came to ask for things and we bring nothing. How, how, well, how's about this? <laughs> we make a trade. We help you fight. If you give us what we need, we need to become ethereal and go to the sun. No problem at all. Sounds like a favorable deal for all involved. So, in Victor boss fight, then we can go to the sun. Volhard's down. I I am of the opinion that we do this fight, I think. Yep. Why not? Volhard, like, extends a jaw of his great serpent form as if to shake your hand, Captain. Uh, the Captain reaches back and shakes back and says, Today, we fight side by side. Afterwards, drinking rematch if you want it. <laughs> If we both survive. In the meantime, Artificer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're a man of few words, I see. I speak when necessary. <laughs> there is power in words. Well, now it is necessary. I will require your assistance to forge the items which will allow you to become ethereal. There is no task that is too great for Big Star. You may be the moon, <laughs> but I am the brightest light in this solar system here. Not a few words. <laughs> uh, so, Big Star, you're going to make four amulets of etherealness. Dope. They're all shaped like giant stars. Just like giant stars, yeah. not like Smacky Dan amulets, the thing I was trying to set you up for? No. You fucking you pooped you've pooped all over that all season. I don't want them anymore. Chris, I oh. I would like a Smacky Dan amulet no, with a star fuck it. on it. Kajita, I gave one to Kajini. He's like, I could do this as a can trip and he threw it away, so fuck it. I don't want it anymore. <laughs> yeah, and then I killed him for you. Half the fun of you being a troll is me being exasperated by it. <laughs> that's like the that's our dynamic. Can Chris. I just correct yeah. Austin for a minute? Oh god, no. Uh confusion's actually a fourth level spell. Oh no. Ouch. Does anybody have fourth level spell slots? No. Me? I'm never gonna get nope. more than a second level. <laughs> I do. I only have one though, so uh, it's either that or polymorph. Uh nope, I only have second level spells so i can cast confusion i was gonna say i don't think anyone in this party is ever going to be able to cast it except for lauren because she's the only character who's actually a real spell caster i'm very good at it that's actually pretty fitting though you're the one who's going to get the power of your sons oh my powerful strong boys you're all very welcome if you want austin though i will go back to trolling you volhart's voice changed between sessions or is he always sounded like wally gator <laughs> I don't know what that is. He's always been sounded snooty. I've always imagined him as the guy who has the nice summer camp across the lake from the poor kids summer Did camp. Did you say that you don't know who Wally Gator is? Correct. You sweet summer baby. I don't either. Yeah, I actually have no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm on the winning side for once, Chris. You're ridiculous, all of you. All right. <laughs> We're ridiculous because we don't actually I do love alligators. Watch, watch some fucking cartoons back in the day. God damn it. I was watching Sailor Moon like a weeb. High five. 
So Big Star is going to craft some amulets and, or I'm sorry, do you want to make them star stickers now because you're uh, having a tantrum? Like decals for our mags? Oh, okay. Yeah, Wally Gator. Yeah, okay. Yeah, thank you. It's Hanna-Barbera. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, well, you're- no, I want to Google Wally Gator. Chris, this is your moment to use your artificing powers. Cool. They look like stars. Thanks, Austin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I know who Wally Gator so, so is. So, what comedian did they rip off for Wally Gator? Because that's all Hanna Barbera did. Oh, Edwin. Okay. Oh, it's the Gator with the hat and the collar and the fucking sleeve cuffs, but no actual Chris, shirt. Chris, I've got an idea for what the the the, the artificer things could look like. It's Austin throwing away the Smacky Dan Mambula <laughs> and you looking very angry at him as just a decal. That gives Austin something. I want him to have nothing. I like the Jackie Chan adventures for the record. It's just funnier if I'm upset by Chris's constant shenanigans than if I was stone-faced because this is a comedy show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Big Star is going to craft the items. They look like dick butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. I hate it. I love it. I get jokes. Um, while uh, Volhart casts etherealness on them, so you're basically collaborating on some artificer material. I don't know if you've ever explained, Chris, that your class can make magic items. Yes, that's it, it, ultimately the entire idea behind artificers is that they are the magic item creators of the Dungeons and Dragons universe. Uh, they are specialized in using magic through technology. So that is why Big Star is also an engineer because that's how spaceships and everything works, you know, an element of magic running through them. Yep. And you actually started with two magic items, your sunglasses, which let you see invisible things. And there's another one. Uh, yes, it was a spectral lamp that I believe is an implant in Big Star's shoulder. So it like lifts out when he needs it. All right, so you're going to make the uh, amulets of etherealness. Uh, Volhard tells you that the spell only lasts for eight hours, um, and the sun is enormous. So he has no idea how long you're going to need to be on there. So you don't want to activate them until the last minute, which is why he's actually made them heat activated. So he's put four. You're going to put four amulets on your four mechs, and when they get close enough to the sun where you would be killed, instead it will activate and you will become ethereal. You and everything inside your mech. Dope. Um, in the meantime, with this crafting going in the, on in the background, because I think artificing takes like an hour to imprint. So it, we have Half-Lord Grunderson just doing donuts in the parking lot with the Snallygaster. Objectivist and the rest of the crew are in the hive mind uh, recuperating. Uh, let's have some kind of almost mini downtime scenes here where you guys prepare for this big battle with Invicta. Um, I actually have some conversation I would like to have. Are you prepared? Yeah. As prepared as ever. <laughs> JK, I don't care. I'm going to do it anyway. Um... I'm just kidding. I love you. Please don't be mad at me. Please. Please. I'm not mad at you. Okay. Uh, Sasha. Oh, now I'm mad at you. <laughs> uh, yeah. The big the big pink dragon comes over to you. Yeah. Akira, who uh, I guess turns back into a hippo so she, she can talk to you, uh, you know, person to person at eye level. And she says, <laughs> she says, I've never seen such a powerful love before between you and your sons. It's inspiring. I don't, you know, I just, I don't know. We bonded and I want to be a better parent than my dad was. So just got to love your sons. Is it a, so it's a spite love? <laughs> no, 
um, they're just they're good boys. Are they? I'm, I I haven't met many illithids, but usually they tried to kill everyone. Um, these two don't. Flashback to Objectivist trying to feed you to laboratory animals. Uh, but he doesn't anymore. I taught him. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying in the movie, that's the comedic <laughs> editing. And uh, Subjectivist is being a good boy all holed up in a cult. Absolutely was planning on betraying you if you didn't get his brother a body. Yeah, but I'm a good mother, so I did. Yeah. I just, I mean, I've been in a galaxy at war for so long. I mean, love happens in war, obviously. You just look at Metal Gear Solid, but... Uh, <laughs> does does Metal Gear Solid now exist in Markov? Alloy bolt mm-hmm. get liquid. Yep, that's know. that's what it's called. Um, but <laughs> I was gonna say alloy nut liquid. <laughs> alloy nut liquid. Yes, episode title. Um, <laughs> Akira says, "I just feel like I don't see as much love as I used to. I've lived for a long time. It's just really refreshing. I'm glad uh, that I got to meet you." Oh, thank you. I think you're pretty dope too. Maybe we can spread some more of this love. I feel like having. A very large dragon son might help negotiations. Yeah, he's going to be terrifyingly powerful. It's going to take a while. A, the dragon takes a couple hundred years to really come into his own. But I would like to be on your side going forward because, oh boy. Yeah, don't cross me. Being able to shoot a nuclear blast and control the minds of people and just being the size that he is. Mm-hmm. And also his brother, very strong. Yeah, Elder Brains are like a galactic threat, a single one. And they're good boys. <laughs> I'm glad. I really hope they're still good boys. <laughs> they are, because I did everything Austin said. Who is Austin? I don't know. Good question. Speaking of love. Yeah. What do you think about the captain? Me? Yeah. Oh, I like her. She's a real ride or die. Why? Why are you asking? I'm just gossiping. You like the captain. I mean, we hooked up back in the day. I just don't... I mean, it's been a while. I mean, you can hook up and like not like somebody, but I feel like you like her. Yeah, I'm working through it. I'm just thinking, you know, sometimes you hook up and it doesn't mean anything. And sometimes it does. And sometimes the feelings change in between. I, you know, it's just something you got to think about it. I think you should talk to the captain about that. Oh, she's very busy. Well, maybe like after the big battle, have a little take her out for smoothies or something. <laughs> yeah. I saw in your uh, memories in the hive mind that you have a friend who knows where all the cool spots are. Is that the one we're going to go save? Yeah, she does really know where all the cool spots are. And she's dating the three head the three headed dog solitaire. That's pretty cool. I saw his memories. He's extremely he's extremely deadly. Yeah, where did we get all these powerful boys from? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we should stop balancing boss encounters to later be allies. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we should just be so much less likable. All right. So you guys are going to gossip about the captain a little bit more. Um, Hell yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, um, uh, Dreg. Yeah. Uh, Drake, uh, after Volhard finishes putting some ethereal magic into the emblems and it's up to Big Star to finish the process, uh, Volhard's going to take, uh, Eladrin form. Eladrins are kind of very fancy, uh, elves. And I think if you're probably, if you're still in your mech, just like post up on your mech shoulder and just being like, 
Ogre, are you in there? <laughs> Sorry. That was so funny. Yes. Oh, wonderful. I was doing some research after we met for the first time. I'm not well-versed in ogre history, but it's come to my attention that the ogres are an oppressed minority on your home planet. I'm not on my home planet. Of course, of course, but I would think you'd have some sympathies for our revolutionary cause against Seoul and what they've done to your people, marginalizing them, taking their land and homes. Earth's fine, says Austin at the start of the season. <laughs> Don't worry about Earth. Don't worry. Yeah, Earth's fine. Earth is fine compared to us. There's no sickness. There's no hunger. There's, yeah, it's just, you know, still racial divides. Just widespread prejudice. Obviously. Yeah, culture's a thing. If you go through the season, there's no word I've said more than culture. You can make a super cut. <laughs> 11 hours of Austin saying the word culture. I don't care one way or another. I find that an alien mindset. When I see my brothers in chains, my only instinct is to kill the ones who bind them. My brothers are not there. My brothers are here. I think it takes him a minute to realize you're talking about the rest of the bastards. Mm-hmm. And then he gives him some pause. Yeah, he doesn't even, I was like, me, Austin, was thinking, does he have a witty comeback? But I, I think he actually, like, just thinks about it for a while. You gotta build your own family. You gotta do it. Um, Let's see here. Big Star. Yeah, what's up? Hey, you're making some amulets, which are either star-shaped or dick-butt-shaped, depending on <laughs> what the fan artists decide to confirm as canon or it's shape or it's shaped like the sheep talisman which gives you powers of astral projection there it is somebody <laughs> to get a quick google i already fucking knew it. austin you don't think i know all goddamn 12 talismans like the back of my goddamn hand give me an animal give me an animal right now i'll tell Dig. you laser eye beams fuck he's really good guys <laughs> tiger is that a thing tiger splits in half and changes you into your good chi and your evil chi yin and yang ram well, that's the sheep. Astral projection. Don't be stupid, oh, yeah. Lauren. <laughs> He's unstoppable. You can't even trick him. Um, um, dog? Dog gave you immortality. Come on. Oh, yeah, good. Platypus. That's not a zodiac. That's not an animal. That's not oh. The closest to that, I suppose, would be the rat, which gives motion to the motionless. Rabbit! Super speed. Come on! <laughs> Enough of I this! I know, I just like yelling. <laughs> uh, so, Big Star, uh, Sigrid, the Graphene Dragon, was watching you work with uh, the, your, your tools and your artificing uh, gear and so forth. She's uh, paying rapt attention to that. And after watching for a little bit, she says, So, no. in the... <sighs> Lauren. I'm sorry, I just, I really hate your horny voice. <laughs> <laughs> so... There were an awful lot of battle scenes we all witnessed in the hive mind. I think the other members of your group didn't pay very close attention to their contents. When you are unfamiliar with war, you sometimes don't know what you're looking at. It is strange and unfamiliar to most people, but when you know it, it becomes all you know. <laughs> I know exactly what I saw. Do you want to talk about it? I've made peace with the man that I was. 
And I have dedicated myself going forward to changing who I am. How many gun arms does a man have to build to absolve himself of war crimes? Oh, that's that was Dylan's lyric, I think, yeah. <laughs> mm, it's spoken like somebody who doesn't want to get a dragon arm built for them later. <laughs> dragon gun arm. <laughs> oh no, I very much want a dragon gun arm. I just want to commiserate. I want to hear you say it. I like how Chris was like, I don't want to have a tragic backstory anymore. And Austin's like, give it to me. This is all my choice, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, way to go, I Chris. You, Chris. I can't play anything without making it dramatic at some point. It's because you're so good. At the time, it made a lot of sense. The Illithids, they killed. They took over the bodies. It was a war where they strengthened their own while killing us. They came to our doorstep. That was a long time ago. So... Trying to absolve myself of that doesn't make sense. When I followed them here, I wanted to kill Illithids. Till I started to learn that there was something more than that. You see, Invicta, they symbolized themselves on the idea that it was a place for veterans to get help. Yeah, it was just a gilded lie. Just another one of Cassius' stories that he tells to get power. So I'll take no pleasure in blowing in Victor and burning it to the ground. But I'll do everything I need to. If it makes this galaxy a better place, oh yeah. So what size gun arm do you want? Were you like a six or a seven? <laughs> you have to. It's the classic classic Chris formula. Make it so, so dark and then immediately get silly. Uh, Cigarette says, it's impressive how strong subjectivists and objectivists are that they saw your heart and your deeds and they're willing to be your brother anyway. Yeah, well, I've seen inside their hearts too. We all know how objectivists or subjectivists got his body now. There are things we just have to leave in the past. That's not what this is about anymore. The bastards were family. Are you looking for any new members? <sighs> There's always room for individuals who light shines across the cosmos. Uh, Sigrid, uh, without saying anything, is going to, uh, she has a, a, the shock tea gauntlet on, the kind of living, uh, shape-shifting weapon, and she kind of caresses your gun arm, and it worms its meaty way inside the barrel, and begins, uh, integrating with the circuits a little bit, uh, not the whole thing, she's keeping the gauntlet, but she's making a tiny bio- Baby, she's making a tiny gun, baby. <laughs> oh, shit! Are they gun fucking? Yeah. I mean, that's the symbolism, Lauren, if you just want to just say it. Yeah, I want to say gun fucking. Okay, well, I can't make gun fucking the title. But what I was going to say was she makes tiny biological uh, additions to your technological gun, and it is now a plus one weapon. Fuck yeah. Nice. So it is p part Samus and part uh, existence now. Gun fucking. Hell yeah. Dope-tastic. All right, and finally, Captain Melbeck. Me? 
Hello. <laughs> Hello. Um, I think Hathor Gunderson gets on the radio because uh, you guys actually can't talk with Objectivist right now because he's unconscious. Uh, so you have to talk uh, over technology like normal people. Hello. How, how, how can we help? How are, how are you holding up up there? Hello, Captain. Uh, to be honest, I'm seeing a lot of people in my rear view. They have very big guns. And it occurred to me that in a time like this, usually I would ask them if they were willing to pay more than the people who are currently paying me. But I am resisting the urge so far, and I hope you're proud of me. I'm incredibly proud of you. This is a very big step forward. Go you, you're my good boy. Well, you did pay me when I asked, and then you let me inside your mind. So, I mean, that's more than most people do for a person like me. Indeed. Uh, and also, you know, having been part of a hive mind sort of does a thing, doesn't it? It's a little, little harder to, to follow that urge to just follow the money. It, it really is. I mean, the stereotype that all of us are mercenary is it's there's a kernel of truth, but it's more about the, the contract is a place where you can go back to. It's like a home to know you have a place where you're wanted. And for most of us, the only place we've ever been wanted is behind a gun until i met all of you <laughs> as another former uh, former bounty hunter who now sticks around with a group of people on a ship trust me i know the whole uh, i know where you're at today <laughs> i guess i just wanted to say thank you and also have something to take my mind off of the just growing cloud of people chasing me out here um but thank you if um i don't make it back Please tell them that I was half Thor Grunderson, blah, 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 friend of Centaurs and the pilot of the Snallygaster. You are getting out of today in one piece because we are a family and we're going to fucking pull through this. Also, we need the ship. <laughs> <laughs> Shh, we don't say that, track. I'll just ride Objectivist into the sun. <laughs> Oh, I left some DVDs on that ship. I need those big. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of DVDs, Big Star? Speaking of which, uh, when you guys are ready for the battle, you call Hathor Grunderson back, and he will bring all the people chasing him for the fight. Um, you can do so now. Uh, the longer you wait, the more danger he will be in, and the ship. Okay, the, the only one thing I think might be worth setting in motion before we start the fight is, is there anything that we should get Babish working on? Because I don't think Babish is currently working on anything, and shouting to Babish, hey, can you start on something, probably won't delay the fight too much. Jesus, when did Babish become a fucking mobile game? <laughs> I have to make sure it's constantly doing something, or I'm like, oh, I'm wasting my time! Well, I'm just worried about the fact that Austin keeps dropping, like, Babish can cook anything, and anything's a recipe in the opening of Dice Funk, so I'm just like, we should be using Babish, what can Babish do? Laura's metagaming. Maybe, like, some dope-ass honey barbecue wings? Babish is my baby and i want my baby to do cool things wwbc what would babish what cook? would babish if, cook here's the thing if none of you come up with like a literal useful suggestion of what babish can be doing i'm just gonna ask babish to make like sweet treats that i can give to akira later so like you know <laughs> you might as well do something useful with them can he make a giant net to catch all the enemies <laughs> 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 like a cartoon uh, he's in the hive mind. He's helping Objectivist. So I should probably oh, say okay. this out loud. Objectivist, if you want him to be ready to fight Invicta, he, it's going to, I mean, like I said, it takes weeks for 
uh, Ceramorphosis under ideal circumstances. So to save Olivia, he's going to need all the rest he can get, and every person who's in his hive mind helps. So that that is what yeah. Babish is actually doing. I just completely mentally forgot he was in the hive mind for a second. Okay, in that case, Captain's orders, we go start the fight. Okay. I do love to fight. To the battle! All right, so Volhard and Big Star affix the uh, medallions to your four mechs. When they reach the sun, that will activate and you will all become as ghosts. In the meantime, Hathor Grunderson turns the Snallygaster around and goes full speed towards the North Pole. Uh, you can hear him before you can see him streaking across the sky, blasting through the sound barrier, pursued by 200 ships and mechs, let's say. Woof. That's fun. Ah, okay. Thank goodness we have 25 dragons, including the moon dragon on our side. Roll initiative? Yeah. 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 Hey, don't make fun of my voice getting squeakier. No, no. I I, wasn't. I I was not making fun of your voice. I was genuinely, yeah. 16. Yeah. Eight. All right, Big Star, you're up first. You see the Snallygasters coming in at full speed, pursued by 200 mechs and ships. They're, right now, they're kind of like dots on the horizon. Uh, soon they will get closer, and I will describe them in more detail. Do you want to do anything? Yes, I'm, I'm flying straight up towards the Snallygaster, uh, and I want to fire on one of those ships. All right. Uh, this is a collective uh, enemy. It's just called like Swarm of Ships. Uh, the way collective enemies work, um, they're a little bit custom for me. Uh, the more... As you damage them, they will do less damage because that re- represents there being fewer of them. So right now they're going to do maximum damage. The more you attack, the less they do. Uh, 27 to hit. Hits. Cool. That is going to do... You only have one attack as Big Star? Uh, well, that's uh, just Big Star and then tell uh, Steve Dave 2.0 will attack. Is it, he's going to take a running leap off of Polar Mountain and try he's to kick... He's going to be launched off. He has little jetpacks, obviously. I build them with those. So 26 thunder and piercing damage. Yikes. As Big Star uses his giant star cannon on the front of his ship to blast away a bunch of Evictus ships. And then... Absolutely. From the smoke, we'll charge straight through everyone's favorite robot, Tarask. <laughs> everyone's favorite. Uh, he rolled a 10, though, so he misses. <laughs> oh, all that smoke! Yeah, he leaps up at all these ships flying over him, and he is at the rhino- he's rhinoceros size, so he doesn't get that much air, and all the ships fly over him. Yeah. Um, so that was almost like you guys set up a trap, right? Because this cloud of ships were flying in, and then Big Star unloads 26 damage into that crowd with a his laser cannon um it is now npc's turn so let me describe something as the ships come in uh the, all the dragons take to Ooh, the air wait can i uh so did, like the snallygaster fly by not yet no oh uh, i, I want to uh, ready in action when the snallygaster flies by i want to give uh uh grundy a thumbs up <laughs> okay that's not really readying in action you get one free <laughs> interaction <laughs> Um, okay, we have to... well, I'm going to ready an interaction where I give a thumbs up to Grundy when he flies by. Austin's like, let's just fight, please. <laughs> He'll probably do it upside down, you know, like yeah. in Top Gun, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the ships are coming in. The dragons take to the air. Uh, just uh, two dozen dragons all take to the air. Red, green, black, red, metal, purple, uh, steel. There's just every kind of dragon. As this cloud of dragons rises into the air, they begin using their breath weapons uh, on the incoming ships, and the ships start firing their lasers and missiles, and there is a full-on just sky battle over the North Pole. Uh, You see the the Black Frost Fortress 
is like the center of this. They're all fighting over it. It's very like choreographed all around you. But in addition to the collective enemy, like swarm of ships, which you can all attack and which will be attacking all of you, there is one unique enemy I would like to draw your attention to. Mm, yes. Go on. Tell me about it, stud. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Vetoed. Oh, it Big Mac. Oh, what no. do you have against that, Greece? That, that's Big Mac. Why does it have an enormous, like, jet engine penis? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is its wing. That's part of it. The wing is hanging down from behind it. No, like, the front's like... No, he's talking about the cockpit. The literal cockpit. Yeah, like, it's... I, I used the image from Zone of the Enders, which uh, the mechs famously all have mech penises. Uh, blame Hideo... They sure do. Blame Hideo Kojima, who created them, who also directed... That's right. Metal Gear Solid. I'm sorry, did you mean Alloy Nut Liquid? Alloy Nut Liquid, yeah. <laughs> um, so this mech is a it's the it's the leader of this uh squadron clearly it's very elaborate mm. uh some of the mechs you've How seen how wise is it what <laughs> i'm just being an idiot everyone is very interrupting tonight um so some of the mechs you've seen before in this season have been uh more mundane there was a firefighting mech there was a racing mech you've seen some like maintenance mechs there was a couple military mechs this one is something else entirely it seems incredibly high end like if the mechs you guys are using are like mustangs and you fought some like uh, Volkswagen bugs before this is a Ferrari right um, in fact you know it's a crown that is the uh, brand that is the corporation the ones you're driving are Legrand Max this is a crown they make the top of the line stuff and in fact they don't even use uh, like an animal theme names a thing with luxury vehicles is like the Audi R8 or the Jaguar XJ220 they just use like numbers and letters this is a crown NJD Cool. Not just daddy. Not just daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the save, Lauren. <laughs> it is very elegant. It has huge wings. Like uh, most mechs have uh, booster rockets on their back, which kind of look like wings or they have kind of a wing styling. This just has wings. It is very uh, slender legs. So that's not weighed down. And it has a very uh, like almost... Uh, predatory kind of head that looks like it has jaws to bite even though it's a mech which it shouldn't do um this mech looks familiar to one of you is it me it's not just daddy oh no it is daddy oh so you're saying i shouldn't turn it into a mouse uh this mech pilot comes on over the uh radio to everyone here and says remember the ambassador wants the ogre alive and nobody touches the pilot in the Shiba Inu. Can I contact that mech somehow? You sure can. Everyone has a, a fully uh, like Skyped in mech. I'm going to call it and be like, hey, hey, dad, how about you leave? Uh, everybody, you get a full screen image of the pilot of the crown mech. It is a great horned owl. He big. Sasha, you know the crown NJD. Uh, very well. You see him on the weekends uh, out polishing it in the uh, mech garage out back, playing music from his teenage years very loudly and drinking beers. Uh, you had a different name for the mech. I did. Scribbles. Squirtles? Squirtles. Squir <laughs> Scribbles. <laughs> the NJD. Not just daddy. Not just daddy. New Jersey Devil. New Jersey Devil. Oh, that one's lame, but okay. 
Take that, New Jersey. You hate it. But <laughs> you see, this the mech has a kind of New Jersey Devil-style appearance to it with its gaunt features, its big wings, and its cruel jaws. Uh, that is the mech that he bought with all of his money from being a war hero. That's why he, he has access to funds that most people don't, and he used it to have a midlife crisis with this mech. Cool. Uh, Mr. Greer uh, sees you on the monitor and says... Are you okay, Sassy Bean? Are you hurt? Uh, no. Um, yes, I am hurt that you are here trying to murder my friends slash family. Don't be dramatic. Come on. I'm here to save you. Uh, let's go. I don't need saving. I'm a, an adult. Just because I talk like an idiot doesn't mean I'm not smart and strong. You're a wanted criminal now. Yeah, it's extremely cool. You're killing your mother. Do you know that? You know mom was a fucking hippie. She don't give a shit. Hippies don't become intergalactic wanted fugitives. They do a little bit of drugs and make bad music, and then they grow up and become chemists. Well, you know what? I have adopted children now, and... Excuse me? (laughs) Yes, I have adopted children, and they're illithids. And so I hope you are proud of me, Dad, because I'm going to solve... The whole thing with love and peace, because I'm tired of your way of anger and violence. It sucks, and I hate it. And I had—I don't hate you, but I almost said it. This is Corporal Greer, Ghost Company. I'm going to need you guys to focus fire on the Shiba Inu. We need to disable it as quickly as possible for extraction. Take the ogre alive if you can. Everyone else, no one else leaves. I'm not going to let you kill my friends, Dad. I don't know if we're allowed to do this because, like, you know, it's not our turn and movement and stuff. But in my head, I just want all of us to just pile up in front of in in front of Sasha's mech now and just be like, "Nope, we are the family here." Yeah, we can role play that certainly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, role play wise, I want us to all just be like, "Nope, nope, nope, we're getting in the way. You ain't doing this." Uh, Mister Greer pulls out a hilt of a beam sword and he ignites it, and you see it is an elegant laser laser rapier which was harder to say than I thought it would be. Uh, He is a championship fencer, in addition to being a veteran. And Sasha, you know, he is very, very good with that. Yay! So Mr. Greer ignites his uh, boosters that are on the ends of his wings, and he flies in. He's going to try to cut the arms and legs off your mech so he can kidnap you, Sasha. He gets disadvantage. What? He gets, as a reaction, uh, Dreg's going to roll in and impose disadvantage. Oh, okay. So you you use your mech to shield. 15, Sasha. Uh, yeah, my armor class is 14. And 20. Both those hit. No, I don't like it. 22 damage as he... Fuck. Tr- Jesus. With a rapier, tries to just impale you through the arm. He's going to try to cut, like I said, dismember your mech completely. Um, can I... Whose turn is it? It is now Sasha's turn. I'm going to cast Thunderwave on my dad. Uh, that is a constitution saving throw. Oh. Oh, he botched. He botched. Fuck yeah. Uh-oh. Uh, so that is 2d8 thunder damage. Roll it. 12. Uh-huh. So 24. Uh-huh. And he has pushed 10 feet away from me. All right. In any particular direction. Remember, you're in the air dogfighting in mechs. So it's a little more dynamic than just fighting someone on the ground. I would like to push him down into the ground. 
There you go. Now you're thinking with portals. Uh, so Sasha, you use your supersonic bork to blast the devil out of the air of the crown mech, and it goes uh, plummeting into the black ice uh, around the fortress. It slams into it. It's going to take some extra damage, in fact. Uh, oh, very bad roll. Only five extra damage. But yeah, you he's now knocked prone as you, sh- you slam into his mech with a shock wave, and he yells up at you, How dare you? I'm your father. And? Show a little respect. Respect for what? You never respected me. It is now Dreg's turn. Well, seeing as he's, you know, in that black ice and Mm -hmm. I'm right above that spot because I was imposing disadvantage. I mean, just Mm -hmm. just cut engines. (laughs) You're just going to land on him? (laughs) And and fists first. Yeah, roll roll that attack. All right. With advantage, because he's prone. Just don't don't kill right. my dad. Just incapacitate him. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I'm glad my <laughs> real dad doesn't know what podcasts are. Okay, so first attack is 19. Hits. And second attack is a crit 26. <laughs> oh, Lord. Dreg's just going to do a lot of damage. <laughs> Dreg's going to do a lot of damage. Uh... Oh lord. Can't have this. Keep coming. Can't have this. Uh so we're going to add uh 2d8 damage to both attacks. Oh no, Drake doesn't let anybody disrespect his friends. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it? That that's 42 damage. Oh boy, is any of that thunder? Uh, no. Okay. So, Dreg, you just fall out of the sky and you land fist first on top of the New Jersey Devil Mech, crushing it down into the ice again, uh, doing significant damage and uh, busting up his wings a bit. That did a lot. Uh, he's still in fighting shape. In fact, I was going to use a legendary action to stab you at the end of your turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, disadvantage. Botch again. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. His, his head is not in the game. Yeah, I think he was not expecting that. I think uh, you're landing on him with, you know, however many tons of mech you have, uh, damages uh, one of his arms, and he's going to have to switch to his non-dominant hand with the rapier. Uh, that's what's going to happen for that botch. So you were not hit, and in fact, you damage his mech pretty bad. Uh, Captain Melbeck, it's your turn. Okay, so I'm going to focus on the big swarm of ships. Mm-hmm. Uh, the swarm has taken some damage, right? Correct. Okay, well, in that case, I get some bonus damage for Colossus Slayer. Also, I'm going to use my last uh, chance to use Hunter's Mark. So I'm going to Hunter's Mark the Swarm of Ships. Let's get some rolls going for attacks. Uh, That's a crit on the first attack. Oh, shit. We are kicking my father's ass. No, I'm I'm kicking the swarm of ships ass, oh. which is also very important. Yeah, uh, nineteen on the second hits. Well, everything hits. Yeah, you guys okay, are rolling so incredible. I'm gonna use my hunter's mark and my colossus slayer both on the first attack roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that gets me what? Uh, four plus three plus six is thirteen, and that's doubled because of the crit. So twenty-six on the first attack. Nice. So you're Ooh. using your shotgun to just fire into the swarm. Yep, just taking a big old blast as at that swarm, just face on, face on into the swarm. Yep. Ten, so another ten damage. All right, so Captain Melbeck joins the dragons to fight the swarm of ships as the rest of you face down uh, Mr. Greer in his mech. It is now Big Star's turn. Oh, although legendary action stab uh, Dreg again, actually. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, 22. Oh, that's going to hit. Uh, 10 damage to Drag. Okay. As he stabs you with his rapier and says, stay out of this. No. <laughs> this is Corporal Greer again. Uh, remember, the ogre is dead or alive. The ambassador wants him alive, but we can be flexible at this point. Everybody's alive. Shut up, Dad. Big Star, it's your turn. All right. Uh, so where's the Snallygaster at this point? Uh, it's in the dog fight in the air. Okay, so it's not being like chased specifically anymore. No, it's joined in with the dragons. Okay. Uh, then I'm just going to try to uh, fire a cannon shot into the swarm and see what kind of damage I could do. Uh, 20. Hits. Mamma mia, here we go again. <laughs> I hate my, it. My, my. Uh, 26 thunder and piercing damage. Whew. Yikes. And... Uh, and then I'm going to have Steve, Dave. Um, yeah, you are. Actually, <laughs> hold on. He's already prone, correct? Who? Uh, Sasha's dad. No, he got up to the, use okay. his legendary action. Then Steve, Dave's going after him. Uh oh. Twenty four. Yep, that hits. Okay, so. Arf! Is... What? <laughs> Was that an arf? Yeah, yeah. Just, I'm just imagining it, like, tackling into him from the side, this Tarrasque, but making this arf sound. 20 bludgeoning damage. Oh, my and lord. And then he must succeed on a DC 15 strength saving throw or be knocked prone. Oh, my god. And uh, as Steve Dave 12. just knocks his feet up underneath him, you just hear over the radio pot, mm, Kill him, Steve Dave! <laughs> Austin, Austin, while while we were in that hive mind, did we learn how to be good at fighting in D&D? It might be that way. That might be true. Listen, on the ice, uh, Mr. Greer has a, a mechanical Tarrasque latched onto one arm. He's trying to sword fight Dreg with the other arm. Big Star and Captain Melbeck are firing into the ships, which are also being drubbed by dragons. That's a pretty good fight for you all overall except now it is enemy's turn everybody makes dexterity saving throws uh for the swarm firing on everybody in this pitched fight yeah all right everybody gets a plus four jesus christ my dexterity is already so high 23 success 16 success what 12 fail uh i'm gonna use a reroll on that 28 just a sec i'm doing success uh that's now 24 Everyone succeeds, so everyone takes half damage, which means only four. Bad roll. Oh, really, really low. I am cursed. Ah, uh, maybe I shouldn't have wasted a reroll on that. <laughs> nah. That's just stray fire from lasers and missiles in the middle of this big pitched battle. 200 uh, ships and mechs fighting you guys. Uh, and then it is Mr. Greer's turn. Uh, he is prone, so he's going to have to use, I think, half his movement to stand up. Um, and he's going to stab... Uh, Drag and Steve Dave. Do you have stats for Steve Dave? Ready? Yep. 17 to Drag, 22 to Steve Dave. Miss. Uh, 17 he, to he's a, a hit. He's a, a made of super steel. <laughs> you are a wiener. You're a wiener. Rude. Uh, 11. Okay. And 6. 11 to Drag, 6 to Steve Dave as he stabs both of you with his laser rapier. Okay. And it is now... Sasha's turn. Sasha, you see uh, your dad is in a pitched battle with Steve, Dave, and Drag on the ice. All right. I'm going to use my last Bardic Inspiration to attempt to use my Psychic Blades mm -hmm. with my big mech rapier. Um, mm -hmm. That I don't think an eight hits. It does not. 
Uh, so you clash rapiers with your fencing champion father? Yes. All right. So there's a dramatic moment. He like pulls it out of uh, Dreg's mech, spins around, catches you, and you guys push your swords together, you know, fa- faces of your mechs inches of, of, apart from each other. And he says, you know, the ambassador is putting everything on the line for you. She's calling in all her favors. You're going to ruin her whole entire career. I never asked her to do that. She made her choice. And so your choice is to side with criminals over the people defending Earth and me and her and your mom and everyone you know, risking everything? You just don't understand. You just blindly hate. You think you hate anything different. I don't hate anything. I don't hate anybody. What are you talking about? I have illicit sons, Dad. No, you don't. That's a I preposterous do. thing to say. I, they Not technically, but they are mine and we love each other. And I'm part of a hive mind and you can suck my dick. That's literally nonsense. All right, she's under my control. We need to, everyone. I'm not. Just because I'm saying things you don't like doesn't mean I'm under mind control all the time. You say that every time. Legendary action uh, 10 to swipe you to swipe at you with your rapier. And you, I assume, because it misses, jet, jet backwards. Yes, he, he misses. Yeah. Uh, it is now Dreg's turn. Okay. We're going to do another punch in here because this is just so disrespectful. Thank you, Dreg. First attack is 24. Second attack's 14. My real dad. <laughs> Don't roll damage. Although 24 hits, you notice you run over and you punch the devil mech full on in the face and it does not flinch because as the conduit of experience... <sighs> Mr. Greer cannot be damaged by the same attack twice. Mm-hmm. Once you have done something and you've heard him, he knows how it works. And his fencer's instincts mean that he can adapt and he will never be damaged by your punches again, Dreg. Oh, that's a shame. Legendary action. He stabs you. Okay. 26. Ouch. Uh, five damage. Not very much. Oh, I thought 26 was the damage. No, that was to attack you. <laughs> You goof. You goofer. Uh, Captain Melbeck. Okay, so I was going to keep focusing on the swarm, but the question is, should I maybe attack the dad? Has 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 everyone still got attacks they could be using on the dad, Mac? Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay, in that case, I'm going to stick on the swarm for now, try and like lower that damage it's going to do. So, uh, uh, 16 on the first attack. Hits. 25 on the second. Hits. The first attack does uh, 11, 12, 13, 15 damage. Oh, man. Seven, another nine damage to the swarm. All right. Yep. You guys have damaged it significantly at this point. Um, it is now Big Star's turn. Big Star, uh, Dreg, and Steve Dave are fighting Mr. Gur on the ice, but his conduit revealed they are going to start losing a fight they were previously winning. All right. So I will fly over and I will attack the big owl man with my thunder cannon then mm-hmm. good choice so 23 to hit hits all right uh 23 thunder and piercing damage lord almighty and i want it to blow up its legs can it do that that's not how dnd works no that should be come on oh jerk Vigstar, you blast the mech, and it does a lot of damage. Uh, is your turn over? Uh, no. Well, I'm, I'm going to basically just do, like, a swappy swap. So uh, Steve Dave is going to jet up into the air and uh, 
he's in the dogfight, but he's not shooting anything. He's just crashing the shit. So <laughs> okay, we're playing real Calvin Calvin balls with the rules of you get a rhino. <laughs> I yeah, uh, fifteen. That does hit. Fifteen is the DC. Okay, armor class, I guess technically. Twenty-eight bludgeoning damage as Steve Dave just starts like pinballing his way through Invictus ships. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that, that's going to be the most of the majority of their force there. I like to think that the ships muster for like one final assault to try to kill Volhard, right? Like Volhard's like trapped against the fortress and they're converging around and then Steve Day just flies through and just like bowling pins, gets a strike, just blasting away all the mechs with 28 damage in a single strike, uh, saving Volhard's life. And it is now enemy's turn. Uh, first, everyone's going to take a uh, stray fire from the fight dexterity saving throw uh 15 success 25 success oh i botched fail 14 fail lauren how you feeling about that botch i would love to re-roll it eight damage to failures four to succeeders i re-rolled for a 13 fail god damn it <laughs> uh and it is now mr greer's turn he's going to turn to drag and he's going to start using uh his more powerful abilities than just attacking actually so oh, Dad. uh he turns on all the jets on the back of his crown mech it lights up like you see the seams gro- glow with magic his rapier uh roars with energy like it doubles in size and he lunges forward uh he's going to do a killing stroke on drag 24 33 action surge to attack again 17 uh drag do those hit all of those hit uh-oh 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 yep uh-oh like how he yep. says uh-oh he has a plus 14 to fucking hit <laughs> he uses a special ability Uh-oh. uh 21 damage as he slashes or stabs so 21 damage as he thrusts his rapier into drag's mech Mm. Um, yeah, that's bad. How are you doing, drag health wise? Oh, that will that actually puts drag at zero. <laughs> exactly at zero? No, actually negative three. All right, on the ice below, uh, Mr. Greer impales the mastiff. It's my turn, right? Yes, Sasha, it's your turn. Drag just get- dissonant whispers. Wisdom saving throw. Wisdom is not his forte, actually. He's a fucking owl. That's a stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> One. Oh, I'm going to. So that's what? 3d6 uh, psychic damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you also have to use your action to move as far away from me as possible. Uh oh. AKA as far away from Dreg as possible. Yep. That's only 13 damage. It is, but with. Uh, so describe to me what you whisper. This is it. He's going to run away. What what do you whisper to him that is so d- terrifying that he he retreats from this fight? You are a terrible father, and if you loved me at all, you would have stopped this years ago. <sighs> he pulls his rapier out of the stomach of Dreg's mech, which falls back onto the ice, and then he turns and ignites his booster rockets to flee the fight. And he says, "You've destroyed this family, Sasha." I didn't destroy it. You did. I have a new family now. One that actually cares about what I want. You're dead to me. Didn't you say that when I dropped out of college too? <laughs> I think you probably got a lot of mileage out of that one. Uh, he jets off. 
Bye, bitch. Uh, Captain Melbeck and the dragons finish off the Invicta ships. Uh, any stragglers escape. And the the day is won. The dragons have beaten Victa and repelled their assault. Dreg is dying. I want to fly over to Dreg's ship. Mm-hmm. And since this was originally Olivia's mech, uh, I can't remember because I made up a lot of nonsense about what the Airbud Norbert could do. <laughs> but I believe there was a way for her to like get into other mechs with it. <laughs> yeah, roll medicine to do what uh, Olivia wanted the mech to do, which was heal other mechs. All right, well, instead of doing that, because uh, that's not going to go very well, I'm going to use Cure Wounds <laughs> instead. Oh, you can do that as an artificer? Yep. All right. We're, so- we're an all-around support class that succeeds at very little. <laughs> uh, so are, you don't need to... I mean, you can roll, but you automatically, on Cure Wounds, no matter what you roll, will keep Dreg from dying. So that's good. You guys want to role play that scene? Uh, Yeah, so I imagine uh, Big Star... You know, technically this needs to be touched, but I like to think that the giant star cannon on his chest sometimes just shoots out awesome light full of cool stars, and that (laughs) heals people. I want to roll medicine to use, like, I don't know, plants as band-aids or something. Dreg's going to get 17 health back, and Big Star's going to say, Welcome back to the world of the living there, big fellow. The captain flies down and goes... If you want to use that, tell us all to go away card. I, I, I know that's a bit difficult to do while in the mech, but uh, just let us know. Dreg just pushes open the door of the mech and flops out. Thanks for sticking up for me. My dad's a dick. I'm really sorry about that. I mean, I don't know what to, like, Dreg says he's okay, and I always feel like if you try to push, he's just going to be like, well, it's, you know. I would like to sit on his shoulder and give him a big hug. Like, I like to think the best I could do is Big Star is start fixing his mech. <laughs> that would be good. Yeah. Uh, Fix his mech, give him some space. Well, no, I mean, this is, like, precisely where we need to be. I mean, we need to go to the sun. Yeah. If well, we've got everything we need now. Yep, Volhard comes over, lands, or not lands, he doesn't even have any legs, uh, but, you know, comes down to the ground level and says, hmm, very much grateful for your help there. Adventurers, you showed those Invicta fools what's what. Well, it's not the first time we've had to fight off a bunch of people who we honestly should have had more trouble with. Seems to be a a, a, a skill our group is uh, okay at. Well, it doesn't hurt to have a couple dozen powerful dragons at your back. Oh, for for sure. Certainly did not hurt. (laughs) Just want to apologize to everyone for my father. Uh, he's a dick. Who has come out of retirement to hunt you down? Yeah, man, what the fuck? Go back to playing golf or whatever his old white dudes do. I think, Sasha, you put it together. Your ex called him. Yeah, uh, needy much. (laughs) (laughs) There was a a cold open, for those who don't listen to the show on this recording, there was a cold open where Jacqueline approached Olivia and was like, I need to get in touch with Sasha, how do I do it? And (laughs) Olivia was like, Lol, I don't know. And so Jacqueline was like, all right, I'm going to call in the dad. Oops. Maybe she should have been a better girlfriend. Oh, damn, got her. Uh, so Big Star is going to repair the mechs, um, and you guys can fly to the sun. Once you get close enough to die, uh, you'll become ethereal, and then you can complete your mission. Yay! Uh, ju- just checking. You you mentioned earlier about uh, a certain dragon coming and joining our uh, our party on the ship. Has that happened yet, or do I still have a chance to recruit <laughs> dragons to this ship? 
That's a good question. Captain, why don't you handle that now? Uh, there, I think there are two dragons who would be interested in joining, Sigrid and Akra. And as the captain, it is your yeah. prerogative to invite them. Okay, so uh, I'm going to deal with Sigrid first um, and say, I hear rumblings from my crew that you are uh, potentially interested in a bit of an adventure. Oh, I think I found somebody on the crew who is very... How do you say this? <clears throat> <laughs> she um, dope tastic, huh? Dope tastic is the word she's looking for. <laughs> I'm extremely horny for Big Star. Please take me with you. Uh, <laughs> hey, you are very good at what you do, and who would I be to stand in the way of extreme horny? <laughs> <laughs> he makes weapons. I collect weapons. I think it works. Like, half the people we've recruited onto this ship in the past have been because of some level of horny. It's fine. Welcome aboard. You are welcome here. <laughs> the audience kept asking us for the horny season, and it's here now. <laughs> yeah. It, it here. Alec wasn't even horny for it. Damn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, yep, Sigrid is welcome aboard the ship. And and now Akira time. Mm-hmm. Hey, Captain. That was a good fight. You shot a lot of bad guys. I, I am apparently slightly more competent than I was. I will I will blame that on sharing a brain with people more competent than I for a minute. Oh, just excuse me for one minute. Uh, she turns back into a dragon for a second and uses her healing breath on everybody present so that everyone can be full up and ready and good to go. And then she turns back into a hippo and says, excuse me, I forgot about that. Oh, Drag almost died. Look at him. Oh, it's 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 all right. I'm sh- I'm sure everyone could wait the couple of minutes. It was it's all right. But do you have anything planned now that this is all settled? Mm. I'm not really the planning ahead type. I kind of just go from place to place, meeting people, seeing what life has to offer. We have that in common. Yeah. See, this is the thing. Considering we have that in common, I don't know why. We didn't just travel together to start with. I was just going to put this out there. Do you want to come travel with me? That does sound very nice. My only concern is you guys are going to go do a lot more killing, right? We're going to do a lot more killing, but... The hope is that we can do so so that there'll be more love in the end. Like Doing it for love, don't you see? <laughs> Isn't that what everybody says? No one ever is like, I'm going to go do a bunch of killing because I'm bad. <laughs> Richard like, Ramirez. Richard Ramirez Also, did. it's just refreshing to be around me and the love for my children. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh-huh. I, I had someone on my crew for a while who was very similar to you, who didn't Want killing to happen if it could be avoided, and it made me a better captain having someone like that around, and hopefully we'll have that friend back soon, but having people like you around is a good influence on me, so I'd really value it if you told me when I was overstepping that line. We'll use a safe word for that in my (laughs) cabin, of course. Uh, maybe roll persuasion with advantage because of your history. Uh, Akira is a very powerful healer, so getting this is uh, more than just getting a horny friend. I have a love for my sons. Okay, the first roll is a 15. The second is a crit. <laughs> well, with a crit, Akira says, well, I could probably do more good being there to patch people up than I would hanging with Volhard, waiting for the right moment to strike and start yet another war. So 
Sure, I'm in. You you don't know how happy I am to hear that. Um, I really am happy to to have you around. We're gonna need a bigger ship. <laughs> <laughs> um. So do you guys want to go kiss Objectivist goodbye before you fly to the sun? Yeah, I got I got to. I miss him so much. Give him, give him good pure forehead kisses. Big Star wants to go to Drag real quick, and he's gonna say. I fixed most of the damage to the ship, although there's a small scar here that would take some time to mend. However, it's in the shape of a star, so I think it looks cool, and I wonder if you want me to keep it. <laughs> Big Star, stop carving stars in all the mechs! <laughs> it just fixed it, way, I swear. <laughs> it's fine. Just thank you. I'll wear it with pride. He loves us so much. He got stabbed by a dad. <laughs> but that means he's the dad so the, now. So the dad power transferred it to him like a werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it works. All right. So everyone gets on board. The Snallygaster flies back to Objectivist. Obviously, Volhard stays behind with his dragons. Um, Good. He's a nerd. I don't like him. Okay. I'm sure we'll see him again. Nope. Um, he still wants to do many killing, but you... you no! <laughs> yeah. Um, everyone, uh, the Snallygaster lands next to Objectivist, who's still taking a big nap. Um, what I'm going to hug his snout. Yeah. You guys all run out and hug him? Yeah. I do. Captain Melbeck gives him big forehead kisses. Same. Yes. Yay. <laughs> Oh, he's having a little nap. I'm sleeping. Like the cool uncle I am, I will just ruffle his head thing. <laughs> like the distant, possibly criminal uncle I am, I will be standing near the ship entrance, just sort of looking from a distance. And when the uh, responsible adults leave, you're going to give them a, a pocket knife. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, I also want to check on subjectivists. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ma, Asasha. <laughs> yeah, hey. How, how is everything going? How are you doing? I'm going to give him a hug as well. <laughs> He's uh, performatively uncomfortable with it. He loves it. He says, uh, hive mind's going well. It's, I guess, kind of the thing I'm genetically predisposed to do. I was never really thrilled about that, but, you know, you, you came with wings, and I'm sure you get some joy out of flying. I do love to fly. Yeah. Um, so we have to go to the sun now. All right. I mean, that's what we've all been working toward. That's what this whole thing's been about. Yeah, but you're the older brother, so you're in charge. I'm not just... Also, you're the elder brain. Yeah, I was say, I'm not just the older brother, I'm the elder brain. But, I mean, just... I'm trying to mom you. Yeah. When I turn into a brain, are you going to make sure I get a really big tank? Oh, it's going to be real tricked out. There'll be like a, like a little house, you know, like, I don't know, toy. I don't know. Whatever you want. Thank you. Well, that's legally binding. Whatever I want. All right. Bye. Uh, it's not legally binding. <laughs> I did not sign a contract. You cannot Were trick you your mother. that there'd be like a little castle at the bottom of the tank yeah, or like something? A, like a beta fish. As someone who had a fish tank once, all I can picture in there is a little fake uh, SpongeBob SquarePants pineapple house. <laughs> Oh, yeah. All right. Anybody have, want to have anything to say to the NPCs? Uh, the, you'll, the four player characters will be leaving everyone behind. Big Star's going to go over to Courage. Hello. And he's going to uh, put his hand on Courage's shoulder. And uh, he's going to say, stay strong there, my friend. We'll get her back. 
believe you find moth. Um, I'm gonna go pull an electric blanket out of Kajita's hoard. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna put it on Objectivus's snoot, because that's all it'll fit on. No. Also in Kajita's hoard, um, you guys find some items. Um Fuck yeah, I love hoards. <gasps> Yeah, uh, Captain, you can just put one uh, generic valuable in your inventory to be used later, <laughs> and um, everyone gets plus one to your AC as you find uh, valuable precious m- m- metals, which can be integrated into your armor. Hell yeah. Yay! Nice. Mine are magic tassel bracelets, <laughs> so I take one step closer to just becoming Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah, feel free if anybody wants to add specifically what armor upgrade you get. Feel free. Um. Oh, and it's a a, a pinstriped cowboy hat. <laughs> okay. I want gauntlets. <laughs> okay, you're a tiny little owl librarian, and you just have big fuck off gauntlets with talons. I want shoulder pads. Okay. Just like real eighties shoulder. Oh, pads. like epaulets, like the little tassely ones. Now I'm just thinking like big old wide eighties shoulder pads. Oh, that's good too. She's yeah. a business hippo. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, before we leave, Captain Melbet just gives Ragnar some nice finger guns. <laughs> Have a good trip to the sun. Bring me a postcard. Uh, I I will bring you one, but I'm pretty sure they only stock ethereal ones, so I don't know how useful it'll be when we get back. Also, thanks, uh, Half Thor. Yeah, I was gonna say I want to go by Athlor, and I want to compliment him on his great driving. Yeah, you're <laughs> you're a king among king- kings. <laughs> you you see Hathor's uh pr- like uh, his shirt soaked through with sweat, and he seems pretty shaken because he was being chased by two hundred ships for like an hour, and everything in his body was screaming to betray the team. And against all hope, uh, he hung in there. Thank- and thank yeah. thank you for being a better pilot than I ever was. Like I outran some. I ran some cool shit while drunk, but like you are a good pilot. <laughs> You're part of our family now. Now? <laughs> well, you were before, but now I mean, you you did good because you're our family, and I love you for being family. Crazy Uncle Hafthor. <laughs> I owe you a drink the next time we're on a planet that serves alcohol. You forget I have a big stash in the ship. Like, whatever whatever you, you, you want to give him a drink, we've got it. That's good shit, though. <laughs> you want to drink garbage. Speaking of which, uh, now would be a good time to get anything out of the ship that you do not want to be lost in the fires of the sun. Ooh, my DVDs. Um, I know he doesn't need it anymore. Mm-hmm. But the fishbowl. Mm-hmm. His little house, and I'd like my nest, and all of Subjectivist's emo hoodies. Uh, the cap, the captain's gonna get out of the ship like one nice, um, one really nice bottle of of alcohol they've been saving for a good occasion, and the friend board. Big Star's going to. He doesn't have a ton for himself, mm-hmm. uh, but he's going to take some stuff that he imagines Olivia will want. So like like her record player mm. and uh, I don't know any personal mementos she may have had. Grandma sweaters. <laughs> Is that a thing she had? That's a hipster thing. Is it? I've never heard of it before. Chris decided to play a hipster without knowing uh, anything about hipsters. Yeah, seriously. I don't know your version of a hipster. So, uh, quick I question, Austin. Sweaters. Is this a trick where we're going to forget to take something really important and useful off the ship, or is this just what mementos do we want? 
I'm going to explain this out of character. Um, Hafthor says, anything you don't get off the ship is going to be destroyed forever. Quick, everyone, what are the useful, like, actual mechanical beneficial things we have on the ship that we have probably forgotten about? So you're going to teleport the Snallygaster as close to the sun as you can, but you can't stop the Snallygaster, get out in your mechs and fly down to the surface because the closest safe distance from the sun is 1.3 million miles. Okay. So we're going to have to lose the ship. You're going to have to teleport the ship into the sun. It's going to be destroyed. Your four mechs with the ethereal talismans will survive. You and your mechs will become ethereal, and then you can fly around the surface. There's no other way to get to the surface. Well, half the ship was Olivia's, but I feel like she'll be okay with it if we save her. Uh, plus, plus, I'm guessing our, our new dragon son is prospective new ship. You just ride around on his back. Aww. <laughs> So, um, let's all say goodbye to the Snallygaster, thank her for her service, uh, say a few words, and then let the, uh, let the bosses teleport away. Everything Dreg has is in a suitcase. Yep. So he just comes marching out with a, it's like, you know, one of those, not, one of those oversized briefcase style. Mm-hmm. And just goes, carries it into the mech, and it fits in the little <laughs> bay. Yep. I'm gonna pull out all my uh, like historical AU cryptid <laughs> fictions and Mrs. Tell subjectivist. If you get bored, here's some reading material. Oh yeah, I'd love to. George Moffington. <laughs> the, the the captain is just gonna sort of address the ship and go. Uh, Usually, the captain goes down with their ship, which I suppose I sort of am if I'm going into the sun with you. Um. For a ship that was won in a weird pub quiz that, you know, <laughs> you allowed us to expand from a couple of people bumbling around space to a proper family. You've served us well. Thank you for... Being dope. <laughs> yeah, for, for allowing me to build a family. Thank you. Big Star's gonna wipe a single tear away from his eye. <laughs> Uh, let's fly into the sun, huh? Yep. The team takes the important items off the ship. They put their mechs on with the talismans attached, and they get ready. Uh, Sasha. Yeah? What are the coordinates? <laughs> Is it 42069? <laughs> How would you know? Uh, in my heart, I knew. I think I need to put those goggles on, huh? Yeah, you put the goggles on, uh, and you look at the control panel, and you see a ghostly image of yourself punching in 42069 <laughs> into the navigation panel. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's go to 42069, people! Uh, you guys see that uh, Sasha takes the goggles off, and both of uh, her eyes, the blood vessels inside have burst. That's fine. This is fine. This is not fine. Be careful. Be careful, our child. Dope eyes. Uh, with the rest of the NPCs in the hive mind with Objectivist, the player characters, uh, set the Snallygaster to automatically fly up into the outer atmosphere and then to teleport to the coordinates on the Markov star, a.k.a. the sun, at which point the Snallygaster is instantaneously destroyed.
The heat of the sun activates the emblem. All four mechs become ethereal, and you are now four ghosts inside of giant robots on the surface of the sun. Good season. Yeah. Uh, as this happens, the captain's just going to look back at where the Snallygaster was before it instantaneously evaporated and just take a moment to be a little bit sad because that's another home that she can't go back to now. I'm going to salute it. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's one place that she knew she could go back to that there would be that the friends would be, and it's it's a weird feeling for her for it to be gone. Yeah, the physics of the sun are such that there isn't like debris to salute necessarily, like instantaneously oh, yeah. is crushed and explodes at the speed of light, basically. But the the feeling is the same, and it's worth noting that on the surface of the sun, in addition to the incredible heat, the crushing pressure, there's just the issue of light, and you all would have been yeah. blinded while you were being killed. If not, if you weren't ethereal, instead you all are plunged into kind of a black and white ocean. Ooh. Um, it really looks like you're uh, walking across the surface of the ocean. If the ocean was black and white, that's the kind of effect I want you to have in your mind. It should be blinding you. It should be crushing you. It should be burning you. But instead, the four of you are walking across this lake of fire, uh, which has been desaturated, and uh, you actually have teleported into the middle of a moth folk community. So, Austin, what you're saying is we might as Uh-oh. well be walking on the sun. Oh, god damn it. Da, 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 da. <sighs> Man, good thing we already had an episode title. I'm going to put in some moths into the Roll20. You guys want to look at some moths? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Describe to the audience. This is the next 10 minutes of the show. Describe to the audience the moth folk oh, art I found online. They're so fancy. Oh. So elegant. So fashionable. Do, do moths have hips? Do I not know this? So there aren't many moth folk or moth people in popular culture. Um, it's Cowards. very difficult. It's very difficult to find art with the safe search on. Is what <laughs> I'm going to say. <laughs> you draw your own conclusions from that, perverts. Um, <laughs> but I found some moth folk. Can we describe for the audience just the kind of people who are walking around the mechs? They're very elegant and regal. There's a lot of sort of. Um gem work around oh, very sort of it's big kind of art deco yeah lots of big like fluffy furry frills and gems and chains it almost looks like they're walking on the points of their feet but they don't have feet so it's like a, like a very elegant kind of point to their it's, legs it's like ballet point uh, ballet point shoes yeah because they have little insect legs they actually have two feet they have two legs and then four arms because they have six uh limbs like all insects they have four wings um, two that stick up kind of like um, Sasha's and then two that are kind of draped down almost like uh, like a train or like on a, like a dress or something. Or like a moth. Or, oh, I'm, so I'm saying they're literally, I'm describing moth oh, physiology as applied to people. Uh, some other interesting things. Uh, moths have pretty distinct uh, sexual dimorphism. The females are a lot bigger. So uh, there are some great, I'm sorry. Oh, I just said, ooh, everybody loves giant women. There, there was some great art of one which the artist described, I believe, as Danny DeVito with wings. Um, <laughs> that was sketching air, E-Y-R-E, on Twitter, who sent that to me, their their vision of the moth folk that I described uh, two episodes ago. And it's it's very much like a big, hefty Danny DeVito with wings. And that's the males. Uh, the females are, like everyone's saying, tall and elegant and regal. Uh, usually in fantasy, I don't really like when, for example, orcs are bestial monsters as males and then just kind of women who are painted green as 
females. Yeah. That, that's kind of gross to me, but moths are like that in real, in real life. I'm kind of making an exception. Um, but I'm sure you guys, if you wanted to meet a tall, elegant male, we could do that too. It's, it's not a hard and fast rule. That's just a fact about moths I found interesting in addition to the fact some don't have mouths. Some have proboscis that they, they do big sips with. That's fun. Um, you see all kinds of different species of moth. They're, they're very... Um, they're very diverse. There's hundreds and hundreds, I think maybe thousands of different kinds of moths. So, I love them. And this this society you guys find yourself in has ones of every kind. Um, so the images I've put into uh, Roll20 for everyone, those are of not only of moth people, but of specifically an atlas moth, an eastern burnet moth, a leopard moth, a marbled emperor moth, and a poodle moth are those kinds. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's where you find yourself. They can't see you. You're all ethereal. You're ghosts. Mothman. Can 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 any Do of my us like work? can any of us talk to brain and like mind talk? Um, none of you can mind talk. Uh, Sasha, you put on your goggles. I would. Uh, why be, not? Be careful of your eyes. That 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 would be why. Sasha, you put on your goggles and you see ghostly images of your four mechs walking down the street to the town square. That way. Can I? We're ghosts, right? Can I haunt them? Can I like? Can I like slam their doors or something like that, or like rattle doors and shit? Um, like ghosts in fiction, uh, ethereal people um, aren't—they can't be seen or heard or interact with stuff usually. But they summon tremendous spiritual force. Sometimes you can like rustle the curtains or knock over a lamp or something. You know how ghosts do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I knock over a trash can, like a sun trash can? Constitution oh saving throw to haunt these moths. <laughs> Chris, sixteen. Damn. Yep. What do you want to do? I'm knocking over a trash can, and it goes, ooh. <laughs> All right, you spook a couple of moths walking down the street, <laughs> and then you guys continue on your way down to the town square. Uh, you are all giant uh, ghostly mechs here, uh, and there's just like moth people walking through your legs and all around, and you see there's a statue in the town square. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go po- poke it. <laughs> Uh, you walk up to the statue, and you see it is a, v- a very attractive winged figure. Uh, you're not really sure what it is at first. Um, investigation or perception? I only rolled an 11. I crit failed. Uh, I botched as well. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, we, oh. I don't think we've got any more fights coming up. Do you want to re-roll those two botches? Yes, I think so. Si- 16. <sighs> Uh, 22, there we go. Oh, thank God. That would have been so funny if you guys got all the way to the sun and then you messed up on trying to uh, examine this landmark. I've already potentially ruined this campaign off of a botched intelligence check. I was like, let's not do it again. Uh, just just so everyone knows, my hit point maximum got halved. I'm up to like eight drinks. <laughs> yeah, you guys did great. This entire thing has been a wild success. The I don't know if we're calling it the dragon arc or the Mothman arc, but this thing has been nothing but a, a string of successes for the team. Um, you examine the statue, and at first you're flummoxed because you guys rolled very poorly at first. You're like, this is just like a big, sexy, winged guy. What? Uh, why do they have statues like this here? Uh, and then Melbeck takes a couple drinks. <laughs> <laughs> and it, <laughs> what the statue is begins to take shape in your mind. It is a sexy person. They have abs, like your famous statue. They have a nice butt. They have wings. Is it the big metal Mothman statue that exists in a real town on Earth that has the really good ass? Yes. It's very similar, <laughs> except for the description, the the inscription on the base, <laughs> which, um, do any of you speak elemental languages? Uh, 
I speak air. Deep speech, draconic, no, none of those. Orin. Primordial is a, a common dialect of Aquin, Orin, Ignan, and Terran. So you speak Orin, the language of the wind. This is written in Ignan, the language of fire, but you can read it because you spe- it's a, they share a lot. The inscription reads, Owl Woman. Oh, fuck. That's me. <gasps> uh, you guys succeeded on the checks. There's a statue of Sasha here. That's me. Oh, shit. When did my butt get so nice? Are you like, are you like moth famous? In the same way that the statue of Mothman doesn't really look like the moths around here. The statue of Sasha is like a very sexed up version of Sasha. It's not. (laughs) That's why you couldn't tell it first. But that's what it's supposed to be. Sasha. What else does it say? Um, it doesn't, it seems to be that everyone knows. Like if you saw a statue of George Washington, you wouldn't need an inscription to tell you why. That's the, it doesn't have one because it should be obvious. Sasha, are, are you like the equivalent of a cryptid, but for Mothman people? I want to put my goggles on again. Um, as you go to put your goggles on, a hand grabs you and stops you. It touched us. We ethereal. Mm-hmm. Who, who that? Uh, Sasha, you look next to you, and there is a moth woman sitting in the cockpit of your mech with you. Oh, hey. How'd you get in here? <laughs> uh, hey, Sasha, I've been waiting for you. Are you moth man, or I guess moth woman? <laughs> moth, moth person? Hold, hold on, let's all, get, let's all get down here and talk. Can we get on the ground first? Yeah, let's all get on the ground. I'm really confused. Uh... Can we, can we, can we do that as ethereal people? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so this moth woman who has the coloration of, um, um, Laura, do you want to tell the folks about Luna moths? Oh, yes, because they live on my porch sometimes. <laughs> uh, they're really big green moths. They're gorgeous. They're like a jadish green and they mm-hmm. have like little cute spots on them. Um, and they're beautiful, and they only live for a week, and they have no moth. No, they are moths. They have no mouths. Mm-hmm. They live for a week, and then they fuck, and then they die. Just like me. <laughs> uh, so uh, this woman does have a mouth. Um, she is related to a lu- luna moth. The point is I wanted to get on tape. She has a beautiful green coloration and an extremely large wings. So she uh, is somehow in your cockpit. She can see you, even though you're ethereal. Very strange. She takes... The goggles from you, Sasha, uh, and just like puts them on her head across her forehead and climbs down out of your mech. Oh, are those yours? No, they're yours. Why? Why did you take them? Well, you told me to. I, I did. Yeah. All right. Okay. Everybody, family meeting. Uh, hi. Hello. <laughs> We're all very confused. Hello. I'm Ada. A D A. I'm a lepidopteran, obviously. Yeah. Do you have questions? Where should we start? Uh, uh, when did I tell you what? Uh, I, you, will, you will tell me. What kind of time travel bullshit is this? Oh, I'm the conduit of pasts. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so what's going on here? Oh, a lot. I mean, it's, it's your plan. Oh, but I don't know it yet. That does complicate things. Do you want to go to walk to the factory or do you want to do this here? The factory? 
Dagger Milk, your company. Sure. Uh, Ada leads you through the streets. Uh, you guys just leave your mechs behind. It's fine. Can, can I uh, whisper something to Drag? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did, did we die and this is a giant hallucination? <laughs> <laughs> um, as you guys walk through this moth folk uh, town, it's very lovely. Um, even though it does feel like you're walking through a black and white ocean, uh, their architecture is gorgeous and elaborate. It, it incorporates um, scales into a lot of their stuff, and you can see that it runs on plasma power. Um, you also see that these moths aren't ethereal. They somehow are just immune to fire and gravity. You don't know how. Um, and you, as you walk to the edge of town, there is a big factory that says Dagger Milk Incorporated. So, what's up with the Dagger Milk? You told me to found it. You will tell me. Sorry, tense is hard. Um, is it good? What, the company? The, well, yeah, yeah, I meant the milk, but yeah. Oh, I don't know. That's not my department. <laughs> oh, um, so why are we here at the factory that I will found in the future? Well, you said, well, you said a lot of things and then you sent them back. So my power is I can send messages back to myself in previous times, but I can't get them in this timeline because like if I said to myself, oh, you should wear a blue shirt and I'm wearing a green shirt. I didn't get the message because I'm already wearing the green shirt, but uh, uh, a different version of me is wearing the shirt. Does that make sense? Sure. You are wearing a blue shirt, though. It's very nice, though, right? You like it? Yeah, I do like it. Um It is exquisite. (laughs) So time is not a line. It's a... a Jeremy Barmy. Jeremy Barmy. It's it's like a chain. There's a bunch of links, and every time you make a decision, it's a different link, but all the other decisions you could have made are also links, so it's like a spider web. Okay. And I can, like, send messages through it, so you said to make a company, and you gave me all these tasks and stuff, and you said you'd show up, and you and your friends, and then I'm supposed to give you stuff. Okay, well, uh, give me stuff, I guess. Okay, what do you want first? Oh, never mind. I'll just make a decision for you. You seem confused. Uh, if you have questions, you can ask them. Uh, this is all yours. This is and, for you. And um, how is like the war stuff and the racists? That's why we're here. Is that things were bad, and so we're trying to fix them now. This is all okay. This is all your conspiracy. So, so at some point in the future, Sasha has a really such a good conspiracy. She sends it back in time to to do the conspiracy before she even thinks of it. Exactly. The audience always says that Sasha's conduit of conspiracy allows her to retcon things to be prepared. This is it happening. Nice. This is right now. We're we're living through a retcon. This is Sasha having a plan in the future to save the world, but needing to have set things up in advance. You are all living in her preparation. Oh, shit. Damn, Austin. So so we are currently setting up the impossible to to have predicted setup plan absolutely and sasha eh. you're the mothman hell yeah i am <laughs> ada says yes uh it's hard to send messages back in time to different timelines and get it all orchestrated we sent some messages into the woods on earth that was weird uh they started building statues to you and you have wings and you have the red eyes because when you use the goggles. Yeah. <laughs> Was it you who sent me the goggles? No, you handed yourself the goggles. Or y- you will hand yourself the goggles. No, okay. 
I'm getting it. If you had jumped through the portal, you would have needed to roll a, a new character because you would have jumped into the future. Oh. You wouldn't have died. Sasha would have just been gone from the party until you guys got to the sun. That's so cool. <laughs> I, I'm impressed. This person you've, you've spent years building up as this, this amazing person. It's like, it's you. The magic was in you all along. What is the next step of my very genius plan? Um, I think probably what you want is these. Let me see. She like searches through uh, a drawer and stuff for some boxes, opens the boxes. Inside are red contact lenses for everybody in the party. Ooh. I trust Sasha. I put them in. What are these? Yeah, let's put them in. Ada says, these will help you uh, see where Cassius is going to teleport. So you'll be able to dodge out of the way and you won't explode and die. Oh, that's very helpful. Are these, uh, oh, are these like a... Basically like the glasses. Yeah, they're based on the this technology. She shakes the goggles at you and says, um, uh, I tried to make them big for objectivists, but it didn't really scale up well, so you need to keep him away from Cassius still. That's okay, we got this. Okay. Any other questions before I take you to the next part? Well, you said in the initial message that it was the fate of the world at stake here. What's exactly the situation? The galaxy. That wasn't me. That was you. She points at Sasha. Yeah, I'm very dramatic. Yeah, she thought it would work better if it was, like, uh, exciting. Oh, yeah. That's me. We used a voice modulator. She thought it'd be cool. God, I'm a fool. Uh, Yeah. So um, in the future, uh, uh, Dr. Olivia Adler tells Cassius how to bring the Maxwells back, and the Maxwells come back, and they kill everybody in the galaxy. And so Sasha was like, we got to stop everyone in the galaxy from dying. And then she had a plan, and then I sent the plan back to myself. Is the plan to have objectivists kill any Maxwells Olivia makes? I think the plan is for us to go save Olivia and convince her to stop her from making Olivia them, and convince her not to Maxwell. She's so stubborn. There are still parts of Sasha's plan that aren't totally clear to me. It's a very complicated conspiracy. I just made your company and made all the technology you wanted, and I was waiting for you. Okay, well, I guess let's. I'm gonna go to my workshop. Mm hmm. And investigate and try and figure myself out. (laughs) Investigate your own mystery. Sasha, you go into your workshop and you find the other thing you had Ada build for you. Which is? Putting it in the roll 20. Switch my tabs. (gasps) Is that a new ship? It's called the SS Sushiniko. (gasps) Fuck yeah, you know what I want. Tell the audience. It's like, it's, okay, so Tsuchinoko is a Japanese cryptid. She's, she's just a real fat snake. And she jumps really good. That's basically her whole thing. So this ship just kind of looks like a fat snake, but cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, Asymmetry is a popular ship uh, design. You know, the Star Trek one has a big dish on the front. The Star Destroyer has a real thick butt. Uh, this one has kind of has a, a, a large mi- like a mouth. middle section. It's, it's got a, a barracuda mouth. It's got a big mouth for eating <laughs> well, one egg. <laughs> <laughs> the, the image I found, I was specifically looking for a spaceship image which had a big middle section, but it also does kind of have a mouth, uh, which, I mean, the Sushinoko is a snake, so I guess that fits. I wasn't even going for that necessarily, but now that I look at it, yeah. Uh, Ada says it has... Uh, all the advanced systems you asked for, it's uh, nearly indestructible, extremely powerful, all the cool stuff. You told me not to tell you everything it can do because you wanted to be surprised in the 
future past later. But it's still missing one thing. What? The power source. What kind, what, what kind of power source does it need? Uh, she shakes the goggles. All right, let's plug these goggles in. And let's go, baby. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> do you not know what the goggles are? I really don't, man. You goof, look at them. She's like, it's, it's synchronicity. That's the form of synchronicity itself? Yeah. Oh, no wonder my eyes hate it. We've been carrying the form around. Oh, man, I dropped them so many times. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> when a form crosses over into the material world, it has an effect and a manifestation. So when, like, hunger manifested, it made, you know, the world eat itself, but it also was, like, a big writhing mass of meat. And when guilt manifested, it was, like, a big barrier, and its effect was it made people confront their guilt. And... You know, so so on and so forth. So synchronicity has this effect where things happen uh, despite cause and effect and uh, probability, but it also manifested. And it was this red glass stuff. And we <laughs> we captured it here here at Dagger Milk Incorporated. We captured it and we made goggles out of it. <laughs> we distilled it down. <laughs> Is there red glass milk? No, Dagger Milk's a name you gave me. I thought it was a joke. <laughs> oh, well, we will get on that milk later. I've been attempting to drink a lot of things in this factory then. Should I <laughs> Should I go to a hospital? <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yeah, the Suchinoko runs on synchronicity itself. Well, I mean, you can't beat that, huh? No, it's the most advanced ship ever created. And that's saying something, because one day you and I will invent time-traveling technology. Oh, are we going to be like a thing? <laughs> Wait, what? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I love Sasha's like running gag where other people have an expectation of what the relationship is. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is. You have very nice wings, is all. It's very lovely hue. Oh, you didn't tell me anything about that. Is that going to happen? I don't know. Okay, I'm I'm embarrassed and flustered now. Uh, we you in the future we make a time traveling spaceship and we send it back. We sent it back to you. Oh, that shit. Oh, I love that thing. <laughs> but it's part of. So I guess the moths don't really get credit. Mostly the illithids because you're part of the integrated hive mind. So people think that Illithids invented it, but it was me and you mostly. Oh, maybe we should like change that so people give you credit. Oh, well, I guess that's not even fair because I guess the recipe for the ship really was your other friend. <gasps> Babish. Captain. Just... Kelston. Kel Kelston. Babish. Kelston Babish Wiggles, Wiggles comes up with the recipe for time travel. <laughs> Laura, you introduced him literally with aging technology. Time recipes was always his thing. Oh, shit. Yeah, I did. So, all together, you create the first integrated hive mind, you solved the Illithid food project, you created time travel, and then you're going to save the world from the Maxwells. Suck on that, Dad! Do you call me Dad in the future? That's weird. <laughs> I don't know, I could. I would prefer if you didn't. <laughs> Please don't call me Dad. Can I go back in time to be the guy that invents the toilet seat? I feel like there are a lot of royalties that come with that. <laughs> I stare at the stars and the sky 
If you had to put one Nintendo character in your mouth, which would it be? Um. Wrong, Yoshi. So, <laughs> no, there's totally like this. Uh, I forget her name, but there's an Animal Crossing rhino who just looks. It's supposed to be like strawberry shortcake. Like what? She's got like whipped cream for a horn. Meringue. Yeah, meringue. Come on, her name's even food. Well, that's not even fair. She just looks edible. That's what I was saying. That's like saying the the vanilla ice cream Pokemon. I feel like you're just mad that I came up with a better answer than you. Okay, if you had to pull in credit from March 2019 in your mouth, what would it be? A barking dog. That's the first credit. You can't just read the list. I have to do the music first. Well, maybe if you wouldn't hold me hostage in the credits. I'm not. They don't know about the, the credits prison I've erected. They should just always assume I'm in credits jail. Okay, the music credits for March 2019 are Layton's theme, Electro Swing, an arrangement of Layton's theme, Professor Layton and the Curious Village by the Musical Ghost. Yeah, it is! She Sorry. loves Professor Layton. Where the Demon Sleeps, so an arrangement of Music Box from Silent Hill by Overclocked Remix, Spooky. and Big Shell West Bristol, an arrangement of Can't Say Goodbye to Yesterday from Metal Gear Solid 2 by Overclocked Remix. Wow, you sure know your music. <laughs> yep, reading, <laughs> reading list is the same as knowing a lot about it. So <laughs> that's what school taught me. Damn, uh, got him. Got him. Uh, executive producers. Hey, y'all. <laughs> uh, for March 2019 are a barking dog. A Bozog blew my cover too. Brent is coming for you. Is that supposed to be read like a nursery rhyme? Uh, it's clearly like a sequel movie. Like A Bozog blew my cover too. Colon. Brent, Brent is, is coming, coming for you. you. Also, you spelled coming weird, but not in like a sexy way. <laughs> calming. Calming. We can't just like dunk on our fans. <laughs> I don't think, I think they come here for us to junk. junk. Yeah, they come here for us to junk on them. <laughs> Stop it. I'm going to junk all over you. Abigail Grace. Abeleth versus Pangolin. Pangolin, Pangolin you, wins. Did you see the Pangolin video where he's like ripping that wall apart? No, but I am already proud of him. Very strong. Uh, Aftershock conduit of AOC 2024. Will she even be old enough to run in 2024? That's a good question. How old is she? She's like 27. She... Oh, good. She's not younger than me. She has to. You have to be 35 to run. Maybe it's just for Congress. Anyway, Aki Savalainen. Albert West. Aaliyah. Alex Vepra. Alice in the Purple. <gasps> An otter making cute gurgling noises as it eats. Can you recreate that for us? Uh, it's not like, no, you kind of though. Yeah, it's really good. Andrew Birmingham. Andrew Feggy. Kind of needing to give phonetic spelling itself. Joke's on you, Andrew. I'm dumb. <laughs> Joke's on you. We needed it. Andrew Grothen. Andy Harkins. Anime Jesus. Anna. Anna. Conduit of procrastination. Which one's your cat? Both. <laughs> okay. She's so she supportive. Anthony, patron of Dora. A.R. McKitty. Arachnovolt, conduit of Oscar-winning animated films and credit justice. These credits need justice. Arja Limite. Arjun de Koenig. Ashley. No, 
Just Ashley. August Rue. Austin Shamrocksky. <laughs> Austin the Possum Refugee. I'm more of a possum than I am Irish, just for the record. That's true. You're not very Irish. Not at all. Ukrainian. Austin Yorsky, conduit of good boy itself. I try. Austin's favorite lasagna. It never occurred to me I could have a favorite lasagna. Are there different flavors? I just feel like it's like lasagna itself. Like the perfect lasagna. Oh, they're all perfect. Like all dogs are good dogs. All lasagna is good lasagna. Austin, Penelope the cat, your queen, demands you give Lauren hugs. (laughs) Okay, I do not acknowledge Penelope the cat as my regent, but I will hug. Thanks. Awesome, Yorski. Aw, they love you. Conduit of funk. Yeah, there's an alphabetical, so all the Austin jokes were together. It's not. I'm not that popular. It just seems like it when you put them in that order. Bow right, bitch. You can't just yell at me. Beef Swellington. That's a really good name. We <laughs> should have got to acknowledge me. Beef Swellington for a minute. Uh huh. AKA Big Star. Beef Swellington, AKA Big Star. Yes. Uh, BJ, conduit of miniature giant space hamsters. So hamsters. Uh huh. B Ray Echo. Birth is a curse, existence is a prison. Yo. Brady Conduit of failed murder. Just can't get it right. Brendan Williams. Brent, the guy who makes them say their really long names in the credits. Yeah, there's some competition for that. Yeah. Brett, Conduit of please more weasel, please. Agreed. I'm going to try to shoehorn a weasel into every one shot. Uh, Callum, hey, please keep being excellent. Turner, thank you, Callum. You're not my real dad. Cameron Abbas. Candace, listen to Dice Funk, Starling. I, I do, do listen. <laughs> Carter Rayner. Charlie, perpetually tired gay chocolate. <laughs> Same. Chris, still bad at meme names, Walling. Oh, he tried. Christopher Charlow. Cody Jackson. Coho Bast. Condiment of cucumber itself. Conduit of flirting with Austin through credits. Do not. <laughs> do it. It makes him so uncomfortable. Do it. Here, here, let me bring you into my mind prison for a moment. Imagine going to your friends and family and saying, this is my boyfriend. He's a podcaster. Did you feel that deep shame inside yourself? <laughs> Hopefully I've dissuaded you. Well, I'm still a catch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good joke. Kareem thinks that Smash Fiction is an excellent, excellent podcast. Please listen to it. Ooh, got an advertisement here. Oh, Pay me a bit. Wait, that's how they got there. Okay. <laughs> Correct. Conduit of empty carbs. Uh, is lasagna empty carbs? Yeah, probably. Counterfifth. Sierra Saldana, prophet of RN Jesus. Dawn is giving you a hug. Dawning Frost. Delilah Coffin, your lord and savior. So wait, someone's said I'm their. Someone's elected themselves my queen, and someone's elected themselves my, our lord and savior. I I guess that's how you get those jobs now. I can't dispute it. I don't know enough about law. It's almost like nobody... I'm sorry I read ahead. I'm so sorry. What have you done? I didn't mean to. I just looked at my phone. What'd you do? I said some of the names. Say the next one. Dennis Bankston. Dennis Pancake Detlefson. Devin, Conduit of Evolution. Dylan L. Donnie, Conduit of Adam I Element. Dorian, Conduit of Devotion. Dr. Tao. Dr. Goatman. Dr. Oh, fuck. Dr. Isix? Uh-huh. Dragon in the server room. Oh, you get to read the good one. Dylan and Rilla and the dog listening on a lazy Sunday morning, also doing D? I don't know if they ran out of- Oh, what's D? Uh, Maybe they ran out of space, or maybe D is an exciting new drug for the makers of E. Uh, Please, Austin, I need you to read 
the next name for me. Eat a Booty Gang LLC. <laughs> I love it. They're gonna they're gonna merge with uh, Dagger Milk Incorporated. Oh yeah, that's a thing now. I'm hilarious. <laughs> Ebrand, warlord of the Opossum Kingdom. No wonder there's refugees. We've cracked that mystery. Einhar Johansson. Ecorin. Elderbrain, conduit of gooey goo, chew chewing, banana lama lama jamma. <laughs> Fuck. Elderly goose, conduit of failed attempts, but continuing regardless. Same. <laughs> Jesus. Eleanor Nanantesi's Periton. Aline! But she changed it. Normally we'd say that because we're excited about Aline, but that- Yeah, not- she knew. Emma, moose isn't a dog, bird, or moose. Oh, well, the d- Emma, <gasps> it's that you can't- mm. Emma, is moose a cat? Is moose a heart? Uh, uh, I almost said horchig, but nobody else knows that word but me. Horchig is a fun word for hedgehog, people. Look it up. Don't look it up. I made it up. <laughs> There's nothing to look up. There's nothing to look up, but look at hedgehogs. They're great. Every, every month, Emma's going to expand the list of things that moose isn't. Oh, I'm very excited to find out what moose is, though. Mm-hmm. Andigo Vendane. Erwan Lelagadek. Extellaris. Florian H. Francois V. Frank Sands. Grimlock. Graining Isaac, Conduit of Guilt. Guinevere Cummings. Guys, this has been a great season. Isaac, Conduit of Gavel, Gavel, Gavel. Thank you, Isaac. Good season. Good season. Harley Astor. You okay? Yeah. You read ahead again, I, I can tell. Stop. I'm a bad bean. Harrison Andrew. <laughs> he drawn master. Him's penis broke too, genital boo-boo. <laughs> it did break. Oh, actually, this is genteel. Gential? That's not a word. <laughs> you know it meant genital boo-boo. Come on. <laughs> How do I make friends? Regards, conduit of social faux pas. Listen, if you don't break your penis, you're ahead of that person. That's true. Hunter Howland, same Hunter. <laughs> I swear, I'll get Jorgen one with Ford's <laughs> Nate right eventually. Sorry, I cannot live up to that. I will never get it right. Listen, we record this once a month. Not a good excuse. We just no, were bad. We're bad. We're bad beans. Ian Morgan. Ingmar Gremmen. Ink the Chondra. Conduit of Ooze. Join me in the breeding pool. No! A breeding pool is a shock land from Ravnica. It's the Semic shock land. Oh, it sounds bad. It's it's good if you need green and blue mana. Nerds. Isaac, conduit of fist shark marketing. Oh no, does that mean you're dead? Oh damn. <laughs> the show is dead. Ivolition. Evolution? Like someone from Evolice, the country from Final Fantasy Tactics, maybe? Okay, fine. Maybe Lauren doesn't know about stuff. Or it could be Ivolution and that's just their name. <laughs> I'm probably wrong, but it's fine. Jade Jenkins Jolly Good. I think that's Jade's uh, weasel themed name for the month. Is that a weasel? That's you didn't listen to the one shot. That's the name of the weasel from Shard Point. I have no attention span. Okay, can't you tell by how long this credits has been going on? That's true. James Neely. Jamie, new generation. <gasps> it's a new Jamie for a new year. <laughs> new year, new Jamie. Janiac, conduit of touching the butt to defy the butt police. Now there's a butt worn out for you. Are you happy, Janiac? A bolo, butt on the lookout. I don't know. <laughs> All butts bulletin. All butts bulletin. There we go. Okay. Jared, Golgari, Lich, little bro. So Jared is the little brother of Gerard, the former leader of the Golgari Guild. Is that what's happening in this one? Tell us later. Okay. <laughs> Jasper doing it Gibbler style or Gibbler. <laughs> that's, that's from Full House. Don't never watch Full House. <laughs> 
Jesus. <laughs> I, although I somehow was managed to pull Dave Coulier's name out of my ass, but, you know. Well, he's famous. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lauren's big-timing David Coulier. He's a nerd! <laughs> Jay Logan, conduit of queerness itself. Uh, Jayish wizard, the wizard of Jay. Jealous goddess cosplay. Jeff Clark. Jen. Jermaine D. Walls. Joanna the Wrench Witch. John Carey. Not that one. John Potts. John Barnett. <laughs> Jonathan Colton and Justin Timberlake must be recorded 1st of May at Joko T. <laughs> Joko of- JT 1st of May. <laughs> yeah, it's it's trying to social media, try to get the thing to happen. Joseph Tombrello. Josie, conduit of complicated magic systems. Is that a subtweet? Are you subtweeting me? It's not that complicated. G-Man Jack and Coke. Julian Phillips. Just imagine it. No, a sad owl. They did that to us last month, too. A happy owl. Much better. Yeah, just the jester. Justin, conduit of good boy itself. Cato Crit, conduit of deception. What are you up to, Cato? Critton. Caster UK. Kate, conduit of instant regret. Keller Automat. Ken, conduit of finally writing this goddamn PhD dissertation. Doing better than me, Ken. Kevin Dobbins. Killer Cotton Shiznow. Kinaku fan. Kitty Foe. Not thing. Karita. I don't know why that made me laugh. (laughs) What? Nothing. Are you being weird? No. Karita Prime. Damn it, Austin. Other Patreon creators have to read my dumb name, too. (laughs) I'm sure it's really interesting for them. They're like, what's this? What's this all about? What's this Austin person? It's like a fun scavenger hunt. Why is everyone beholden to this Austin? I bet somebody has to look at the fucking data and see how many times the word conduit suddenly appeared and they're really weirded out and they're like what the fuck what what kind of electrician motherfucker <laughs> yeah the most popular electricity podcast christina conduit of post-scarcity bozog space communism itself let me tell you ideal this is canon the bozogs are doing great i would hope so what kind of monster would have them be doing bad they're killing it out there kyle bads Vic. Lana Seawolf, Lady of Bones. Levy the Goblin Dude. Lindsay Buckingham. What? Goblins. I love goblins. Goblins. Lindsay Buckingham. Lorne. March comes in like a lion and goes out like a bozog. (laughs) Kate's. So loud. (laughs) (laughs) That was so cute. Loki Loki. Luke Powers. M. Joe. Or is it M. Joe? (laughs) Okay, stop objectifying Joe. The Cult of Gorfanax. Master Necromancer Extraordinaire, Kiefer Lowe. Matt Lakeets, Conduit of Steve Dave 2.0 2020. Yeah, you know what? I'd vote for him. Matthew B. Hare. Matthew Schultz. Maxim- <laughs> maximum side boob. I didn't read ahead. <laughs> <laughs> they got you. Mm-hmm. Majin. Melbent. Melissa Nielsen. Mel Tyke. Pump. Pun Punduit. Fuck. Punduit of bad jokes. I <laughs> got you again. Jesus. Michael Groman. Groman? Michael Hall. Michael Minkler, conduit of Ah! <laughs> Midli- ah! There's a lot more A's there. Midlife Stasis. Miko from Finland. Miles Funk, the Dice Punk, and Rose. Oh wow, Rose is such an afterthought. <laughs> I thought it was Morgan like rap. I thought it was like a and meowth, that's right. Oh, yeah, Morgan Rap. Mr. Willie Phoenix, Stephen Lesbian Seagull, Pooh Bear Shaker. There's just a collection of words. They're just making me say, say stuff now. My Valentine is postmodern artist Cy Twombly. I don't know who that is, but I love to say Twombly. 
Mm-hmm. It's a famous court case, too. Oh, really? I'm going to do some Googling. Nathaniel Homan. Nicholas Dominic. Nicole Woodruff. Nina Person. <laughs> I think it's just person. <laughs> but if you say like a snake, it's more fun. Okay. Notorious unemployed. Conduit of lugubrious itself. Good luck, Notorious. <gasps> no. <laughs> Oi, Austin. When I eat that ass, should I use a fork and knife? Is eat that ass like a thing I say that much? I mean, <laughs> everyone acts like it's a thing I say constantly. I feel like you say it enough that okay. people notice. <laughs> uh, it's either... Pal? Pale Rabjurg. Pale? 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 Paye. Paye Rabjurg. Oh, yeah. That yeah. Paul Mullen. No, we're not. <laughs> Pixel Fool. Pruitt Holcomb. Puck, conduit of high key crushing on Austin. Let's go back. Let's once again explore the moment when you've gestured towards me and say, yeah, he podcasts for a living. And then look back at your parents and see their faces. Rain Raven. <laughs> Ra- random. random 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 conduit of would you like a hug yeah obviously have you heard this recording i think we're doing good but whatever <laughs> uh-huh. Resumi yazura richard g coles robert dakin robert e calf baker conduit of putting hats on cats dude keep up the fucking good work braver than the troops s kearney officially a nerdy person salad child Salubrious Tim, conduit of safe for work, Sasha based fan fiction. Thank you for not being horny in the credits. <laughs> so it's just Sasha going to the mall, Sasha going. Getting boba tea. I don't know. I do love boba tea. Getting her nails I'm did. Just thinking about boba tea. <gasps> Talon paint. Sam Zdenowitz. Schmendrick the Magician, last of the Red Hot Swamis, which we totally got fucking called out for not knowing. It was the last unicorn reference? Yeah, which I have not seen. I haven't seen it since I was a kid, so. Sean Lyons Burke. Sean, the host of Funk Dunk Plays. Simmons, conduit of being correct on the first try. That's because we had no options. <laughs> Simmons. It's Simmons or what else? Think about it. Shane Sedgwick. Shane Ware, conduit of kink shame. But kink, kink same? same? Yeah, I mean, that's a mood. <laughs> Shocking Link, Yeater of Worlds. Now that's the villain for next season. Spoilers. Oh no, the future. <laughs> Foolish heroes, I will yeet all worlds. <laughs> Sir Octopus, conduit of chivalrous cephalopods. <laughs> Socialism is party cohesion plus Soviet power. I don't know if that's going to fit on my bumper sticker. But you can make any bumper skip bumper skipper. <laughs> we have just mouth poisoning. <laughs> mouth bad today. Squid cap, the conduit of skitch.bandcamp.com itself. Imagine if your superpower is only going to one URL. That's like not even right. <laughs> well, that one's probably right. But whatever we say, it's not right. Stefan Latour. Stefan Latour. Stefan. 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 Sid- Sydney Marsing? Sydney Marsing. <laughs> there, conduit of feeling bloated from eating too much bread. Ben there. The cast of Dungeons the Gathering. The Hansels. The murderous penguin who secretly lives in your sock drawer. I call him Walnut. Pablo. You call everything Pablo. No, okay, you just say that every time. Because <laughs> you do it every pug. time. No, I name my little penguin Pablo. And then there's also a pug that I enjoy named Pablo. And there's a thing in next season that's named Pablo, isn't there? That's Gustav. Oh, that's a fun spoiler for everyone. 
Yeah, but they're not going to know. The precursor. They don't know what I'm up to. The Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Marietta, Georgia. Tim Lutton. Tito Golden Tickets to Heaven Watts. Toby Gleason Stack. Tashira Kuro, editor of Attack on Dice. Trace Marzing. Transient Passerby. Trevor S., conduit of car flipping itself. That does not sound safe. It sounds cool, though. Yeah, it does sound dope. Shaynus, Shard Points Professor of Astrophysics. I think Skitch writes all these down for world building. So if you want to, if you want to claim a class, get in here, everyone. Vigar Arnston. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My brain just stopped working for a minute. Victoria Melito. Oh shit, Vinny, conduit of sleepy bitch disease. I got you, Vinny. Vizzy Huggles, keep up the great work, y'all. Wait, this name appears on everything I patronize. Uh huh. Water. Wow. Conduit of electricity and fish. Wait. Does your brain just explode? My brain just exploded. Because there's fish in there, and also it conducts electricity. It do be like that. Zephosaurus. Yam. <laughs> She's just going to do the rest of them. Zach Crenshaw. Uh-huh. Z, 2, 3, 6, 1, 9, or 23, 6, 19. Who cares? I care. <laughs> I'm sorry, Z. <laughs> Conduit of ambiguous number sequences. At least Z knows what's up. All right. I guess we're done with the credits. Let me check our timer. Let's see if we got that in a tight 10 minutes. Ah! <laughs> I mean, it's better than like the what the hour we did last time. <gasps> All right, so everyone on the show needs to be supported. You can find Chris at Weekly Manga Recap, Patreon.com slash T, Patreon.com slash Weekly Manga Recap. Uh, Laura, Laura K Buzz, everywhere. Kotaku.co.uk. Also there. Uh, Conrad does a lot of stuff. He's a very fancy boy. Boston's favorite son, his new podcast, and of course. At Comrade Zimmerman on Twitter. You can find Lauren at Rargolicious, which no one knows how to spell. Don't try. Uh, but if you look up Dice Funk, you'll find me. I'm around. I'm at Austin Yorsky, patreon.com slash Austin Yorsky. That's how you get into the credits we just read. It's quite a list. It's all the cool people are doing but it. Do you want to be in the credits we just read? Every month we wake up, with sharpen our knives, get ready to butcher some names. I almost start doing the psycho music. We've wrapped a sketch. Sketch.bandcamp.com slash sketch. Just sketch.bandcamp slash sketch.camp.band.com.org.edu slash sketch.gov.net. Uh, you should find the podcast and you should like it and you should rate it. You should give it five stars. You should comment. You should tell your friends. Tell your dog. Tell your friend's dog. Tell your dog's friends. But only leave comments if they're nice, please. I'm very fragile. <laughs> what else? Anything else? Uh, pet all the dogs. Fuck capitalism. Brush your teeth. Go to bed. I'm your mom now, everyone. <laughs>